Welcome to this very special edition of WCS Sports Connection, Tate Matthews. We're back. Football, July 31st, 2023. We got football media day, Tate. Seems like just yesterday we had the Wilcos. We were finishing up the year. Now we're back at Mojo's Tacos at the factory in Franklin. My co-host, Tate Matthews, as always. Tate, glad you're here. Excited about the season. Yeah, it's exciting. Last day of July, we're getting ready to hit August tomorrow. It means it's right around the corner. It wouldn't be Sports Connect. You know, you know Sports Connection, when Lance is here, that means it's a big deal. It, it, it just has another level of importance when Lance is here and it's Sports Connection. It's going to be done professionally. Again, he's Tate Matthews. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. We've got a great lineup tonight. We're going to just kind of warm you guys up a little bit for the first 30 minutes. We're going to talk about the season in general. Then we'll have 20-minute segments with our coaches from each school. They'll bring two players here, starting off with Page High School. Front and center, by the way, on our media guide, Tate, Ronan O'Connell. That's a pretty good one to Page put High School. Center. Made a very He's big looking good. I saw him outside. He does look good. He's been in the weight room, looks fit. He does look good. good one. By the way, the media got another job well done by you and Copy Solutions. Christian Taylor doing the artwork. Copy Solutions, as you mentioned, one of our sponsors, taking care of the cover. Uh, we have to, Tate. We've got to mention Brock Daly and Walker Chevrolet. Without Mr. Daly and Walker Chevrolet, none of this happens. So we certainly appreciate them being on again as the title sponsor for WCS Sports Conference. And have been since the beginning. Since every the beginning. Every Wilco, every media day, every game day, all of it. Um, Walker Chevrolet been there since the beginning. Mr. Daly and Mr. Walker, big supporters of WCS Sports Conference. For sure. And Matthews Team Sports and Adidas. We're going to see lots of great Adidas up here tonight, Adidas gear. So we appreciate you, Tate. Got our teams looking great as always. Thank you. So let's do this, Tate. I think the biggest thing to talk about is this, is the change. Reclassification, we go from an all-WCS 6A region. Now it's a five-team 6A region. Centennial moves down in classification with uh, Nolensville and Page. And what I think, I think now we've, if you're talking top, top to bottom, we've got maybe the two best regions represented with those, with those eight teams and, of course, Fairview always doing a good job there in 3A. But I, I think those two are pretty strong, Tate. Yeah, they are. You're saying top 6A Charlie's in the house. Uh, top 6A region and the top 5A region, right? That's – yes. Okay, yes. I agree. Now, there are if some, you're, I'm saying if you're saying top to bottom. No, no, no. I agree. I, I understand agree. Oakland's been great. And we, no, that's not where I was going. But, but I agree. But where's Eagleville? <laughs> well, what are they? They're 2A. I don't they care. They're in, the, they're in the conference. <laughs> Oh, you're talking – I think they're the two toughest regions. Now. They're the two toughest regions. I think we got the toughest 6A region and the toughest 5A region. We're, we're doing our part at least. Yeah, no doubt. I think Centennial-Overton trade is not a totally equal yes, trade. but it made the 5A tougher. So, Which I love, by the way. I love it. I think they're great. I, I'm, I'm really excited about both regions. Uh, Joe Williams, you know it's big when Joe Williams is here. And uh, Crager. Charlie, Chris, all of them. It's this big. They're all here. It's a Tyler, big day. I see Tyler back there. Tyler Logan back there. Yep. is in the house back there. We got our hey, we couldn't have media day 
without members of the media. So we no. thank them for supporting us as always. Tate, let's jump in. Region 6, 6A. Yes. Uh, Brentwood, Franklin, Indy, Ravenwood, Summit, Overton. Your thoughts about that region and how it's going to shake out. I'm hearing a lot of talk. Ravenwood, because they're Ravenwood, but then Brentwood's got the new QB. So uh, I don't know if you have to go much further than those two teams if you're talking about the strength of 6A. I think most people think it's Ravenwood's to lose and they're handing it to them, but I'm with you. I think I think we talked about it a couple years ago and they got mad about it. But uh, uh, I think Brentwood has more to say in this conversation than some people are giving them credit for them. And you mentioned Baylor Hayes moved in as the quarterback. I think they got the best tandem of wide receivers with Matthew Manning and then Little Merrill, Clayton Merrill. Uh, he, he's a heck of a player too. And um, I, I just – I like their lines. I, I think Brentwood's fly – I hate to start off this thing like that, but I think Brentwood's flying under the radar. I don't think they're getting enough credit. And maybe that's the way they like it. Well, do you think a, a school like Brentwood ever really flies under the radar? Maybe a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, because Ravenwood and, That's right. and, and a lot of people are picking them one, which the way it's – I know it's going to be a little bit different this year, but the way it's uh, turned out the last couple of years in the playoffs, you know, two or three maybe isn't a bad thing the, the way you match up with those Memphis uh, teams. So, But, no, I think Brentwood's going to be very explosive. Don't know enough about the new quarterback yet. H hate to say that he's the quarterback right off the bat, but I think he is. I think Coach Finch has already said that. He's a good-looking kid. He's got a good arm. And like I said, he's got weapons. Um, I don't know. You know, usually Brentwood hits you with a committee of running backs. I think Trey Doris, uh, the senior, will probably be leading off there. But he's a guy that, you know, is he going to go 100 yards on you? Probably not. But he's going to get five, six, seven yards of carry. Tough kid, smart kid, can catch it. And like I said, they've always got lines. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think Brentwood could be a um, – Dark Horse, uh, maybe my number one pick. And I love that the Battle of the Woods, Wood, depending on your perspective, is the last game of the year. Yeah, pretty. It, it, yeah, it is, but also they can see each other in two weeks, right? That's, yeah, yes. That's, that's and, the only thing I don't like. And, and Nolansville Page. Last game of the week. Yep. Last game of the year. So, let's, so we talked Brentwood, eight and four last year, second round. They lose to Bartlett. Listen, we're always, or at least I am, talking trash about how great we are in WCS. But let's face it, on the 6A side, playoff-wise, it was pretty disappointing last year. Not a typical year for us. You've got Brentwood goes out in the second round, Independence first round uh, to Houston, Ravenwood first round to Germantown. Summit does not qualify for the playoffs, uh, nor does Franklin Centennial in 6A last year. They also were first round. Atypical in terms of our postseason. And listen, not to make excuses – but if Chris Parson doesn't go down, I think they may take it to the end. Very well could have. Um, That's part of it, though. Next man up. Part of it. That's right. Injuries, unfortunately, are a part of the game. So, uh, Coach Hester would be the first to tell you that. But, yeah, that was a that was a – and there's been years when we've swept them, right? So, um, that was a, a different year last year. This is 2023. I don't anticipate anything like that happening again. Talk a little bit about Ravenwood. You mentioned them six and five. They lose to Germantown in the first round. Uh, Coach Hester, and we're going to see when he comes in here, but I do think he likes this squad, but I think he will maybe try to sell that, hey, look, 
we lost some people and we were only six and five. And but uh, Carter Pace, he comes back healthy. Uh, certainly, I like I, I like their team too. And like you, I think they are the favorite in that region. Yeah, and it's not if he comes back healthy; it's when he comes back healthy. And Coach Hester will tell you he thinks he's one of the best backs in all of six A. That's a tall uh, statement, but he's also usually knows what he's talking about. Carter's a heck of a player, fun to watch. I, I think maybe a, a surprise to some people. They're still – I don't think they really know who their number – their QB1 is yet. Um, and that's because they got three really good ones, you know. Uh, They've got some great names too. Well, I know you're – can we say that? I hate to – these are kids we're talking about. I know you're, you're pulling for Maverick Chance because you want to be all the Top Gun references. <laughs> And he's a lot of big minutes last – I mean, that, that is big, right? Put him in, Coach. <laughs> Talk to me, Goose. Uh, and I think – I don't know. I think from, from listening to Coach talk, I think you could see all of them early. Yeah. I, I saw them in a seven-on-seven seven last week. They looked really good. Uh, but what I was really impressed with, they looked really good on defense. Coach Reese, his, uh, Coach Hester's defense coordinator, uh, they've been together now a couple years. He's 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 – I think he's uh, a head coach in waiting, and they look impressive on offense, but they looked really good on defense. My sleeper in 6A, Tate, Independence. Love Coach Stidham, love what he's doing. Uh, again, only five and six last year. Had a tough schedule, as a lot of our teams do. They lose in the first round to Houston. Uh, I, li I like Independence. I like Independence, and I really think you get two and three and four years down the line when that system of Coach Stidham's is in, because listen, we're only in year two. Takes a little bit of time. Let some classes flow through there. Let, let's, let's face it, the talent was a little down, but I think they're, they're back on the rise here. I feel like independence could be one of our sleepers in 6A. I'm not saying to win it, but I think a lot of people are like, well, they may win three or four. I don't think so. No, it'll be more than that, but uh, they have a really tough schedule. Really tough and, schedule. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I've been fighting a cold a little bit the past couple of days, but um, they uh, DP's been fighting a cold. He's always fighting a cold. Yeah, um, vitamin C. Coach, uh, Coach Stidham. Yeah, and 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 the thing that was a little bit different was uh, he was coming into a situation where you know you got a what a four star, five star tight end. <laughs> you, you know, it, it was, and it wasn't. Um, Coach, I think Coach Stidham would be the first one to tell you it wasn't that he, you know. He felt pressured that he had to do that, but when you come in and, and something's been working and you got some players that can can do these things, you don't necessarily come in and change it. Uh, then injuries and, and it just never, it never all the pieces never came together last year. Uh, so, anyways, I think you're going to see a more Coach Stidham looking team this year. Uh, you know, I, I think you can expect to see Luke McNeely at quarterback. Um, probably going to see a little bit more run if uh, Coach Whittemore will tell you. Uh, when Coach Stidham's running the option, he runs it as well as anybody. So I don't know if we'll see any of that this year. Uh, I, I, I think I would because what's tough about the option, Coach Pack, you don't ever see it, right? The same, the same thing as the wing tee. Uh, it's hard to get ready in three days for something that you don't see the other nine games this season. So my guess is you're going to see some option. If you do, uh, that's trouble for everybody else. He didn't have a whole lot of a choice in it. But Coach Stidham's non-region schedule is brutal. Brutal. Well, and that's the situation, especially with our 6A teams. You know, if you're 5A, you might get a 6A opponent, but our 6As, they can't find games. Well, the county dump's not coming to town, right? You, Definitely Your not. choices are CPA or Oakland or, you know. 
which is tough. And you know my thoughts about that. Yes, I do. Uh, let's speaking of the wing tee and running options and misdirection on offense. Let's talk Summit. So Summit, two great years, obviously a state championship, state runner-up uh, last year. Again, rebuilding kind of year three and seven. Another team in talking to Coach Coleman. Uh, he thinks they're going to be better. Also, Franklin High School. Uh, I mean, if this sounds crazy to say this, but by far the best 0-10 team I've ever seen. They're the best 1-19 and 19 <laughs> team I've ever seen. I mean, it's been nuts. So talk, talk about those two teams. Coach Melton was in year one last, uh, last year with Franklin High School. In my mind, they're battling for that fourth playoff spot. Yeah, and are they – Last game, their last game of the season. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, next to last. Next. To Indy last, yeah. Summit to end the year. Okay. And but Indy Franklin before that, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would say this about Franklin. We sat here and said there's no way they can have a worse record than they did two years ago, and they did. But they were still better. I think everybody in this room thinks they were. Um, these these now rising juniors, or I guess they're juniors now. You you knew it <laughs> even from before you left as the basketball coach. This was one of those classes that they knew was going to be really good. They're juniors now. Yeah. Uh, their quarterback, Brewer Wilson, who's coming back from as the starter last year, he's one of those juniors. Uh, they've been waiting on these this this class to get to be upperclassmen. I think they're going to be much better. Uh, you know, I, I, I saw them at the Riverdale 7-on-7. Seven seven. You can tell they're better. They had a, I think they went undefeated during the day in pool play. Uh, Coach Kerry Collins, if that name rings a bell, uh, that's because that's who – you think it is? It's, he's it's the him. <laughs> yeah. Very good tennis player, by the way. From the looks of him, I'd say he's, he's probably good, pretty he's good, a good at tennis any, player. In any athletic event that he wants to play, he's taking over the offense. Uh, that gives Coach Melton, not you know, as a head coach, but he's very defense heavy. That gives him more time to spend time on that. And I, I just think that um, I, I think they had to take their. So they were almost like a new new school the last two years. They had to take their lumps to get to where they're going to get this year, and I think they're going to definitely be – I think they're more than the playoff conversation. You know, can they get that 2-3 spot? Yeah, I think so. Wow. You called it right here. So let's put it on record. Say that one more time. I think they could be in the 2-3 spot. I almost said the Admirals. I'm still – yeah. The, the Admirals. Franklin Admirals. Yeah, wow. I think so. I like, I like what they've done, and again – Hey, man, these juniors have played a lot of snaps. They have. Because they had to. Brewer Wilson to Lucas Young. That's a nice combination. Watch that hookup. Lucas missed a lot of the season but came back late. Reminds me a lot of Carson Repass out there at wide receiver. Uh, so I do think they'll be improved. We'll see if it's enough to get in the playoffs. Summit High School, when you talk about Summit, it seems like this guy is never going to graduate. Dominic Hollis. Dominic, and, and by the way, Dominic had a great workout from the spring. Yes. Uh, we had our first annual, our first ever, so it's going to be an annual event. The Wilco workout had some of our better uh, players involved in that. We had the college coaches come in. Uh, but I saw Dominic for our cover shoot for our media guy, and I said, hey, man, I noticed you were putting that 40 time out there from the workout. So he was kind of – it wasn't really an official time, but still enough where he said I ran a whatever it was. So – Dominic Hollis, a guy that folks are sick of. But not because he's not a good young man. He is. They're just ready to see him graduate. Uh, and, and he does. Hey, real quick, not that you need, um, not that you need a sales pitch next year for the, um, for the Wilco workout. Okay. But as you started talking, I, I thought about this. 
because uh, you, you noticed it and you spoke about it. Who was the first college coach you saw walk in the stands that morning? Lemansky Hall. Where does he coach? Clemson. Why was he there? Ronan O'Connell. Where did Ronan O'Connell come in? Thank you. I, I, I think that trip was worth it. Well, and I'm going to say this not to call anybody out that I'm not a huge fan of in this state. Kentucky? Was Kentucky no, there? No, 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 no. Oh. But I know UT was a factor. They, they, they weren't there. They were there earlier in the week. I understand all that, but it's not that far. I agree. I agree. Lemansky didn't care. Coach Hall was he was there. Happy with that result. First so one in there. Uh, I'm glad you I'm glad you pointed that out. Thanks I, for doing that. I did notice that. Uh, back to Summit. Two years ago, they lose all five offensive linemen. Some pretty good dudes too. They were really good. Uh, you lose two. Tw- you lose a pair of twins that uh, pretty dang good. They're both playing in Kentucky. You lost almost everybody. Dominic Collis was starting to get snaps that year in that in that on that team, but. You know, there's no way you can lose that many people like Summit did last year and not have the year they had. Uh, you can tell he feels good about it. Um, uh, Mason McElhaney would have been their quarterback last year. He, he, got, he got hurt playing safety. He's back. Uh, Coach Coleman really likes him. It's going it's to go back to what it used to look like under Coach Coleman, under Mason. But he, yes, they're going to run the wing tee. Yes, they're going to uh, run the ball. But this kid can't throw. And Dominic, you were mentioning, he had a great Wilco workout. Uh, he looks really, really good. Uh, I saw him the other day, man. You can tell he's been in the weight room. Uh, he's going to have a big year. Uh, uh, you know, Coach I don't Coleman. think they're going to blow anybody, a whole lot of people out, which means he's going to be playing most of the games. He plays 10 games. He's going to crush 1,000 yards. And talking to Coach Coleman, I mean, let's face he it. He likes this team. He does. He really does. You can, you can sense it. He's like, we're coming of age. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Again, we're – down here at Mojo's and the factory, Tate Matthews, still plenty of time to come on out. We got great food, as we can always attest to. I'm going with the green chili cheeseburger taco combo every time. It's a must. Every, you you every get time. two, green chili uh, cheeseburger is is uh, that one's already decided. I think I got Charles kind of hooked on that last year. I appreciate all of our members of the media being here. Without you guys, we don't have media day. So we thank you for being here. We've got Lance West, WCTV. Again, when he's here, it must be important. Uh, live. Well, and, and without Lance, there is no media day. Well, there's no live stream, I can tell you that. So we certainly appreciate the folks at WCTV. We got our students from OTL, Outside the Lines, our work-based learning students. I like the T-shirts, too. They, they look very good. I like the three stripes on the side. Those are great. We got Aaron and Rhea and Luke and Anna Ray back there. So... Uh, you're going to see some great coverage from them tonight, too, so we definitely appreciate them. Tate, we've got 10 minutes left. Now we're going to talk about some better times from last year. A little 5A football. This year uh, in Region 6-5A, we've got Page and Nolensville again. We throw Centennial in the mix. And, again, uh, no disrespect from the other teams in the league. Most years, that's going to be a 1-2-3 finish if that remains our league. Uh, so, I think he, any of those three could take it all the way. I'm talking like not only make it, but win it. So, you look at last year. Page, once again, makes it to the final. They end up 12-3. and three. Back-to-back state runner-up. That regular season game that they had, if I'm not mistaken, weren't you on the – did you get on the radio that night? It was like a – Yeah, like the fourth quarter. Which uh, was great. Yeah, it was, it was. But I got to tell you, have you ever been – I bet you have. you ever been on top of that – 
Not on top. In it, but not on top. Well, you know, there's a track around Nolansville. And then on top of the press box, that, that was hard to see, man. I'm getting old. I, <laughs> uh, that's a ways away. But, yes, I did. That was an unbelievable game, as you know. The, both of those the games. The ending was. They were both instant classics, I thought. Yeah. They were, they, they were both so good, man. Nolansville in the regular season, Page in the postseason, they would say when it matters. Uh, but I think, again, those two teams will obviously have a chance to make it all the way to the end, as well as Centennial. Centennial comes down to Class 5A. If they stay 6A, I think they're a playoff team either way. You move them to 5A. Now, 5A is tough. You've got those three teams. You've got Henry County. You've got Beach High School. You've got Springfield. I mean, 5A is pretty tough. It's not quite 6A, though, if you're talking about the depth. So I look for Centennial. It'll be interesting to see where we match up and who we have to play first in the playoffs. Because somebody real good is going to go out early. Somebody real good. Yeah. Or at least relatively early. Hey, hey is Springfield still 5A? Okay. okay. Well, you, I, you think I was wrong? No, I, I know you were. But they, they went back. I can tell you that they are not in the conversation you, this year. They normally are. Did you say with Hendersonville? You noticed Chris Brooks. I didn't mention Hendersonville. <laughs> There's just a – some habits die hard. I, I don't blame you, man. <laughs> Well, and, and vice versa, right? Like <laughs> what Hendersonville people say, beach is where? I don't know. Where beach. They, they don't, don't call it Hendersonville. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, that's Hendersonville. No, it's beach. Anyways, uh, we're not talking about Sumner County. Hey, listen, we had Coach Plummer come out to our uh, – I heard co- him. Coach's PD. And you notice I, I, every – I can't help it. I know. I get a little – Coach Hatfield comes in to visit. Hey, Coach, thanks for being here. And I got to get a little – Hendersonville dig. That's a serious But you're right. Rivalry. Thanks for correcting me. We're not talking about Sumner County. Talk about those three teams, Tate. Okay. Uh, one, I read the article in the Tennessean today about – was it Tennessean? Who wrote that one? About Ains and uh, Hazard. Holy smokes, man. You started looking at 109 tackles, 100 tackles, six tackles. I think Hazard had 30-something tackles for a loss, 12 sacks, three – You, I mean – you can't make that, that – that's crazy, man. Those st- stat line's unbelievable. And then you got Ains on the other side. Uh, I know they – you know, I know they might not know who their quarterback is right now, but they've got two really good candidates in it. Uh, Palmer's one of them. He's going to be here. And then Weebush. Weebush plays other things. You know, I- I'm with you. you got to think Nolansville and, and Centennial have a chance. But when you start looking at Page, including the 6A teams, I, no, I, I don't know anybody that has as many athletes, as many playmakers as they do. I think they're going to be salty as heck on defense. Um, you got Ronan O'Connell, a guy who can who can who can change the game on both sides of of the line of scrimmage. And uh, well, look at him! I told you, <laughs> uh, you know, I think I think really the only thing with him is do you pitch count him? So I hate to say this because I'm really excited about what Coach. Stewart's going to bring to Centennial, and 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 uh, not that a change was, you know, you you coached a while, you can't be um, a bigger fan of Coach Kreisky than I was, but sometimes it's just time for a change, for him and maybe the program. I think Coach Stewart's bringing some enthusiasm in there that was maybe needed, but I, I, Coach Rathbone, I'm not going to like it, but I think Paige is the clear cut favorite. I don't think he's scared of that. No. He, like, just, he just doesn't like things like that. I think, no, I think he, I've seen him change the last couple of years. I think he likes it a lot, actually. 
everybody's talking about like this this is a hard one to pick i don't think it's hard to pick so let's talk about let's let's talk centennial next so jamal i know some of the pundits think centennial uh and i think it's going to be exciting but i'm going with page my man dp loves centennial well he loves Centennial. He loves Coach Stewart. Now, I'm going to say this about Coach Stewart. I can't wait till he – He knows more about Eagleville that you were talking about earlier. That, that's that <laughs> – but this is 5A, 6A. So, Coach Stewart, this is great. One of Coach Stewart's first day – and I'm this, this is just what happened. I'm just going to tell you what happened. I'm just repeating an actual story. So, Coach was in the front office there at Centennial and was talking to someone. He got distracted. He kind of looked off in the distance and, like, what is it, Coach? He said, the bell rang. They actually go to class. <laughs> He said one of his jobs was kind of rounding them up. And not, nothing bad, but they, they, you know, we're going to class here. We're probably going to class there too, but you got to help them sometimes. So uh, there's a lot of things different about being here. Uh, I told him, I said, now look, some of this stuff's going to seem like a little much, but you're going to love it. And he does love it. But I was talking to him the other day. He was at his new teacher professional development. I was like, send me your roster. Give me a player to send to media day. Fill your roster out this way. Wear your Adidas stuff. Get here at 5.45. He's like, man, it's a lot. But he loves it. And I think he's going to thrive here. And listen, with Tanner Lee and Dominic Reed and some of those guys, no wonder he's going to thrive. But I think it's a great fit. I think they're going to do a, a really good job. And I think, personally, they'll be contending to – I'm not saying knock off Paige. I'm just saying it's going to be a tough matchup when those two Oh, they're going to be physical under him. And everybody thinks because at East they were fast and spread uh, and explosive that they were a, a throwing team. Uh, Coach Stewart is going to run the football. You, you can bank on that. And they got some guys they can run it with. So, yeah, that's going to be a fun game. And Nolansville, Coach Derek likes it that way. He just hopes everybody's thinking uh, that they lost all their skill people, which they did. Which they did. <laughs> uh, they but, did. But, but I, I saw them in a seven-on-seven seven and – Ty Collins looks good, man. You know, it's his time to take over at quarterback. Uh, he's, he's replacing a three-year starter. That's never easy to do, but um, Nolansville will be ready. He looked good in the workout, I thought. He did real good. I thought he looked real good, but they did lose some people. But I would remind folks, and this is the state of the program, if I'm not mistaken, they had the most Power 5 commitments last year. I, I, yes, I would think so. I, th I think they did. Yeah. Signees. Signees. That's right, signees. Uh, our final team, not to leave them out, Fairview, still in 3A. Hey, listen, Wendell Billingsley got an offer from Air Force, which I liked. I'm not saying he's going to take it, but I was talking to Coach Hughes about that and Wendell. But, you know, that leads to some other things, right? He's getting some other schools talking to him. You get one of those academies reaching out and talking to you. That's a real good thing. Uh, I can tell you this, uh, seeing him at media day or picture day, he looks good in the uniform. And Jax McCoy. Look for him to have a breakout at quarterback. Another McCoy. Jax will be the quarterback. Uh, and you're right, that's big for uh, Billingsley. That also means I know that's something you all are very proud of. Uh, the ACT score is usually uh, pretty good if you get one of those academy offers. It's pretty good. So I, I would say that Billingsley has that going for us too. Uh, yeah, Fairview, man. Coach, Coach Hughes is he's dialed in. Uh, Jax is young. But, you know, he, he's not real good at keeping the governors on his quarterback. So, he'll get thrown in the fire early. But um, he, he's a heck, an, a heck of an athlete. Trey's little brother. Um, he's going to be fun to watch. So, 
Coach Hughes is ready to make a run this year at Fairview. Tate, that about wraps it up for us. This and I know folks came to, I mean, they didn't really totally come no. to see us. They came we're to like the tacos warm-up. and get ready. We're the we're the warm up here. Uh, appreciate you being here as always, Tate. Appreciate the folks at the factory for setting this thing up. Uh, Walker Chevrolet, who we mentioned before, can't do anything without Walker Chevrolet. I saw Bob Woodbury. Don't call me Newberry. He's here. Walking around back there. Uh, Copy Solutions. Media guides look great. Uh, They ended up printing those things. Horses the posters look great. So we're very excited about that. OTL. And, of course, all our members of the media and Lance and WCTV. So we're excited about tonight. This means we're getting started. I love football media day. You are always prompt. It's 529, brother. Let's get off so you can start on time. All right, we're going to take a minute break. We'll be right back, and we'll talk a little Page Patriots football. Again, WCS Football Media Day 2023. All right, our first team up, Page High School, last year's record 12-3, and three, state championship runner-up for the second uh, or for the second consecutive year. That would be against Knoxville West last year. We've got Charles Rathbone, the head coach. Coach, if you would, introduce who you have with you tonight and then give us uh, some thoughts for the season, and then we'll turn it over to questions from the media. Coach Rathbone, Page High School. So on my right, I have Ronan O'Connell, Clemson commit, and Jonathan Palmer, uh, quarterback, um, nephew of Carson Palmer, if y'all remember him. I think nephew, right? Um, so, I mean, we're excited to be here for another year. We, uh, you know, we just want to say thank you to Darren and, and Tate. And Darren, you know, he's been such a sounding board for me over the years. I mean, he's such a valuable resource. And, you know, and I want to thank Dr. Hill. You know, to me, she's the best principal in the county. Um, also got to honestly thank my wife you know tomorrow is my 25th wedding anniversary you know 25 years ago i was in for a good five years i never thought it'd be 25 years but you know they are so uh wives are so important to us and you know i was watching i was so bored the other day i was watching the uh, alabama spring game and they were talking about nick saban and they were telling a story about him and he and his wife going down they're driving down the center of the town and up ahead nick saban sees a guy working at the uh, shell station and it's his wife's former high school boyfriend. So he drives by, Nick Saban says uh, something to the extent, look at there, honey, if you would have married him, you'd be working for a gas station now. And Nick Saban's wife said, honey, if I'd have married him, he'd be the head coach of Alabama. And I, and I think that's how important that our wives are to us. And I, and I really appreciate her. You were excited about this year. You know, obviously with Centennial coming down, and uh, Tate and everybody picking Centennial, that motivates us. We like that. We like that challenge. Uh, Nolansville, Hillsboro, I think everybody's forgetting about Hillsboro. But it's a, it's a tough district. Beach moving down. Uh, Hendersonville moving down to 5A. It's going to be uh, – we got, we got a lot of work to do. And these kids knew, know it, and, and they worked hard all summer. We got about 120 kids on the team, uh, 20, 20 seniors or something like that, 20, 21 seniors, I can't really remember. We got a lot of uh, experience coming back. Everybody knows about Ronan and Ains and Hazard and, you know, but there's a couple guys that we feel like uh, are ready to pop onto the scene and really do big things. JP being one of them, William Weebush. Um, a lot of these guys that are coming around, been waiting their turn. 
So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an exciting season for us. It's gonna be fun. Gonna be a lot of changes to our field. You know, we're gonna have the jumbotron up and ready. We're going we're hoping to get a cannon to shoot off every time we score, if we score. So uh, you know, we're we're trying to do some special things out there. It's a growing community. These guys have worked hard, and we're just ready to kick off and get it going. With that, I'll I'll take any questions. Hey, Tyler Palmitz here, Main Street Media. Uh, Ronan, i start with you. Uh, when I was talking to Charles about after you committed to Clemson, he referred to you as a thinker. And he said you kind of just have that, uh, you, you never show your, your hand kind of almost when schools are recruiting you. You just, you never really tipped your hand about where you're going to go. Where does that thinking mindset kind of come from and how does it play out when, when you're on the field playing? Um, honestly, I've just never been one to make like rash decisions and quick decisions, so... Um, I, you know, I just really took my time to think about my decision and how that comes onto the field is just, you know, I mean, thinking on the field isn't going to stop me from coming off the ball and going hard, but at the end of the day, you're just still playing football and you, you just got to go and attack every play. Yeah. And for, you know, and I, I'd like to tell a little story on that. I mean, when he takes his official to Clemson, Coach Austin, who's the old line coach, calls me that following Monday and he's like, well, how did, how did Ronan like it? I said, I think he enjoyed it. I think it was great. How could you not like Clemson, all the, all the stuff you got going on up there? And he's like, man, he, he could be a poker player. He, he never shows his hand. We couldn't tell if he was having fun, if he was liking it. He said the other guys that he was with came back and they loved him. Sure enough, about two weeks later, he goes to Knoxville. And Coach Eller, Ellerby, who's the offensive line coach at Knoxville, calls and says almost word for word the exact same thing. I'll be honest, I thought they were pulling a joke on me because it was so close to the same terminology as what they said. So everybody says he should be a poker player. Once you get to know him, he opens up a little bit, and he's just a, he's just a big old outgoing kid. So, I mean, he's a, you know, he, we're excited for him. Hopefully he's going to have a good year. And Charles, for you, if there was one high school football rule that you could change right now, what would you change? Um, well, I, I, would, uh, I would stop all the transfers. You know, mainly I'm a little jealous that we didn't get any. So, but I mean, I, I think it's gotten a little crazy. I, I would take out the NIL or whatever they're calling it. I, I think that's ridiculous. Uh, you play high school football for the experience. You don't play high school football for the money. And that's how it's always been. That's how it always should be. But if, I, if we're talking about a specific rule, I think, it's, I think it's weird. And I understand why they do it, but we go all of the month of June and then that first week after July, throwing the 707s, we're out there in helmets, we're practicing, and then we come back, we start heat acclimation, and we have to start two days in helmets. That, that don't really make sense to me. Why don't we want to just give us that whole week of shells for heat acclimation, the whole four days or five days? I think that would be much beneficial, especially to the lineman that has to adjust to the heat and, and those things in pads. But I mean, it's something small, but I think that's an easy change that they could do. Jonathan, for you, uh, obviously being related to Carson, but then a couple of really good quarterbacks that have been here before. Uh, what have you learned from Carson, and what, have you been able to gain anything from the two quarterbacks that were playing here before you at Page? Um, yeah, uh, I've, had, I've been really blessed. I have some great examples in my life. Carson and Jordan both, and then Jake my sophomore year and Hurd um, my junior year. Uh, both of those guys being first-team All-State guys set me up in a pretty good position. Got to know where I'm going to be at going into, the, going into my last senior year. Um, just laying out the blueprint, so to say, um, on how to get there and how to lead a team and stuff like that.
Evening, guys. Joe Williams from WAKM Radio and the Williamson Herald. And Roman, I want to ask you, you've made your decision. That's done. Is there a weight off your shoulders? And, and I guess the, the better question is, is, can you just go play football now instead of having the pressure of thinking, man, I got to have this great year to impress folks? Yeah, de de definitely a weight off my shoulders. Uh, that's uh, That was the intention of committing before the season, you know, just get the pressure off my back before the season started and just made sure I could just focus on football and all the team. So. And Mr. Palmer, you're, you're, you're coming in, uh, quote, unknown, untested. I don't think that's probably completely true. Uh, what what are you looking forward to most doing with this offense this year? Um, I'm just looking forward to winning, um, making the right reads every play, and just going out and having fun playing ball with my boys. Um, uh, I, I think something that's going to be really good about our team this year is how close we all are. Um, some Like all of my best friends on the team, and we're all super close, all grades all around. So just looking forward to having having fun with the guys out on the field. And Coach Rathbone, finally for you, every school goes through these ups and downs. I mean, that's that's just the ebb and flow of high school football. That's what happens. You guys don't seem to have very many downs. You have lots of, of ebbs, and you kind of stay right there. How do you keep this level of talent coming in, or is it just great coaching that takes and uh, coaches up? Well, I, I definitely don't think it's coaching. You know, I mean, we, we've been blessed with some really – good kids that work hard and I think the uh the thing about all the page kids not just the football players just all the kids in general is they know how to work hard they know how to suck it up they know how to work hard they're okay with uh let's stay let's stay after if we if we screw up practice you know they're not gonna whine and cry they you know we work very hard on teaching these kids when we get on you it's not it's not anything personal it's that we're trying to get better uh we're very tough on them in film We'll pull it out. We're, we're going to point out the mistakes. We're going to correct the mistakes. We're going to try to uh, make sure that they understand what they're doing wrong, what we're doing wrong. And as a coach, sometimes we got to admit, hey, that's not working, you know. And if it's not working, we got to, you know, right before we came, we had a big debate in the coach's office about some things we fixed from last Friday. So I mean, I think that's very important for us to swallow our swallow our ego. And and I, and I think the real thing, you know, I mean, they know it's a, it's a family. You know, they're always welcome back. I tell them all the time I love them and I mean it. They're like my own kids. But we've just been blessed with some really good talent. And, you know, our freshman class this year is no different. I mean, they're very good. I mean, Brentwood beat them last year for the uh, region for the uh, county championship. So that's the third time in three years that they've been playing for it. And it's kind of been Brentwood and Page passing it back and forth. So I'm very proud of that group too. So hopefully we could keep that trend going for us for the next couple of years. Coach, this is Brad DeShield, the Dasha Sports Network covering Independence Athletics. Uh, I was looking at your schedule this year, and it um, you're, you're backloaded on your on your conference games: Hillsboro, Centennial, Nolansville. Is is that good, or would you like to kind of have it? I mean, I know you necessarily don't say, "Hey, this is how I want my schedule," but uh, when you're looking at that, is that a good thing where you're backloaded with some of your tougher games, or would you rather have some of those earlier in the season? No, I mean, I feel like it kind of sucks. I mean, to be honest with you, but TWSAA didn't ask me. I mean, they, <laughs> they made the region schedules, and, and I think most of our region is like that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's fair, you know. I mean, it's fair as they could be. It's a tough job that they had to do to schedule games. I don't necessarily like it, but, you know, I mean, again, they don't, they don't ask me. So, I mean, we treat all games like a region game, all games like a uh, Williamson County rival game. We want to win them all, and we're going to go out and compete to do that. 
Ronan, um, have you met Dabo? Uh, yes, I have. How, how was that? Talk a little bit about your uh, experience with Dabo. Um, you know, every time I've you know talked to him, he's been a very genuine person, very straight up. Um, that's one of the things that I liked about Clemson, their their genuineness and all their coaches. So I uh, just just like the just liked him and all the other coaches on the staff. Jonathan, let's talk about you. How much has uh, Carson influenced your your quarterbacking? I'm sure there's some you've probably watched him that kind of thing. But does he give you tips, and do you talk to him any? Uh, yeah, I'm talk talk to Carson and Jordan both all the time. Um, that was a huge part in when I started to play football. I mean, I grew up watching them play. So um, yeah, I've been blessed to have their guidance through this whole journey. And um, yeah, I mean, they kind of helped me every step, every step of the way. So Ronan kind of told me that really what pushed him towards Clemson was Dabo's, his, uh, his belief, his power and his faith. You know, so every time you go up there, he talks about that and he's consistent on that. And when he finally committed, Dabo called him on the phone and Dabo was trying to, you know, kind of joking around with him and said, well, you ready to be a tiger or something like that? And Ronan said, yes. And Dabo was like, well, wait, wait a minute, for real? And then I think that's how it went. That's what his mom was telling me about. So, I mean, that, that meant a lot of Ronan was his faith and, you know, which makes me proud of Ronan that he's willing to follow something he so strongly believes in. Hey, Coach uh, Charles with the Williamson Herald here. Um, curious to know a little bit about your thoughts. I know we're really focused in on your guys, your team right here, but looking at that region, having a centennial come join you guys, every county game's massive here, but what are your thoughts about this region? New high school, Hillsboro, obviously, there are some familiar faces, of course, but uh, just what, what do you think of this? You, you know, it's gonna be different, you know, from traveling south and playing more of the rural schools and country schools to going into Metro and playing those schools. I mean, I really don't know what to expect from it. We know Hillsboro is very athletic. They always are. Uh, James Lawson, you know, I know they hired the coach from BA. He's supposed to be really good. So everybody's expecting big things from him. Uh, coach Stewart, I've met him. He's a good, he's a good guy, genuine guy. He seems to have, uh, have things going over there. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed the uh, do-rag story. I'm not exactly sure who, who wrote that, but I enjoyed that story. Can't honestly say we wear a lot of those out of page, but you know, I thought it was kind of cool how he's trying to build that relationship with those kids, and those kids deserve it. You know, I mean, I meet a lot of those kids. You know, we have a few kids from Page Middle that go to Centennial, and, and they're good kids, and and they deserve. And Coach Kreisky, I felt like was great. You know, and now Coach Stewart comes in right behind them, so I'm I'm happy that they're getting some. Uh, strong uh, mentoring from a, from a man like Coach Stewart and his offensive line coach. I met him, he's a great guy. I don't, I don't really know his name, but he, he was a good guy in 707. So I'm happy for those kids. So it's gonna be a fun region, fun, fun time. And of course, uh, Nolansville and Coach Derrick, they always, they're always at the top. And you know, I know uh, Darren said that they're kind of being overlooked, but I promise you we're not overlooking them. You know, that game's always circled on our calendar. Tom Krager with the Tennessee and coach. Um, you've had a couple different types of quarterbacks the last couple of years with Jake and with Colin, and Colin last year. How does Jonathan fit into those? How, how, who does he compare to? Uh, well, he's kind of he's kind of a mixture of both, to be honest with you. I mean, he's very intelligent, very football smart. He knows all the reads. So in that aspect, he's more towards a, a McNamara. Mm -hmm. uh, he can make all the throws. Um, 
uh, I, I guess I would compare him probably more to McNamara. McNamara is a little bit more elusive. Uh, Palmer puts a lot of time into learning the system and know where the ball's got to go and the ball's going to get out on time and be where it's supposed to be. And, and I think everybody kind of underestimates his ability to run the ball a little bit. He ran the ball really well the other night. So I think he's going to surprise some people with that. He may not outrun many people, but I mean, not going to outrun me for sure. But I mean, I, I think he, I think he's going to have a big season. I think he's going to be able to do everything both of those guys did. Jonathan, what does it mean for you to get this chance to finally be the starter there after you know seeing the success of the last couple of years? Um, means a lot. Um, like like you said, I've had some great guys before me, and just. It's been pretty helpful just going in, knowing what I have to do because I've seen it before. Um, so yeah, I'm just excited to go out and compete. Best story you have on your, your two famous uncles? Oh, best story? Best story, I mean, have you ever seen them take, you know, have a throwing contest or anything like that? Um, uh, they don't really do, when we get together as a family, it's not a lot of football stuff. It actually ends up being everything else because they just want to take a break from it. Um, and so a lot, of, a lot of putting contests, a lot of, a lot of basketball, a lot of basketball. Um, I'd say one time when I can't remember how old I was, but when Instagram and like House of Highlights was really starting to blow up, um, we tried like 30 minutes to try to stage this video. With like Carson would pass me, I'd pass it to Jordan. He passed it to my other, my other cousin. He'd throw it up for the oot, but we missed it like over and over again. Just, just goof around stories like that. I'm surprised nobody asked him, you know, with his two uncles, what happened to his dad? How come he wasn't an NFL quarterback or an SEC quarterback? Or, you know, I've been waiting to hear that story. I'll ask his dad and let y'all know what he said. Guys, Chris Brooks, 615 Preps. Um, Coach, you guys had two incredible games with Nolan for last year, regular season and playoffs, and you played them week 11 this year on a Thursday night. Is that kind of weird having to have them on a Thursday night, or how's that – How's that feeling for you right now? Well, it feels great to have them at our place on a Thursday night. So, I mean, um, I don't know why TWSLA scheduled it that way. It has to have something to do with officials. But, I mean, uh, it, it doesn't matter. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we'll play whenever. Uh, and I know they feel the same about us. So, I mean, it's going to – maybe it's the only game in town and we'll have a big gate and maybe have to have uh, waiting lines or something like that. So, it'll be fun. To, it'll be fun. Ronan, with your decision to go to Clemson kind of behind you, you know, now it's turned your focus to this season and trying to maybe bring home a gold ball instead of a silver ball like the last two years. What's your biggest focus heading into the season personally for you? Um, obviously, we want to take every week uh, with just game by game, week by week. But obviously, the only goal here is just getting that gold ball back to uh, Page High School. I mean, we don't really have many other goals besides winning the state championship and getting a ring for every, everyone on the team. Jonathan, is it kind of getting old at this point, being known as a nephew of a former NFL quarterback, or is it something that you take a lot of pride in? Um, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, uh, like I said, they've been a really blessing, a big blessing to me on my just on my journey and how I approach the game and everything, just teaching me about ball and stuff. So I love that aspect of it. Um, but obviously, I mean, I, I play to make my own name and make it be, let it be known. What's it been like for you integrating into the system since you haven't been here for the last couple of years? I mean, what's it been like for you doing that? Um, well, I wasn't here my freshman year, transferred here my sophomore year from Baltimore. And um, 
Uh, I mean, got gotten so many reps in practice that it's it's really just second nature to me at this point until we um, until we add some new stuff in week by week. But I feel really confident with the stuff we got in right now and how we can execute and do it. Thank you, Page High School. Good job, gentlemen. Appreciate you guys being here. Thank you. Next up, we have Brentwood High School. If you guys will make your way up. Get Coach Finch here in the middle. Players on the side. Welcome, Coach. As they're making their way up, Brentwood High School last year, eight and four, entering year three under Coach Finch as the head coach. Of course, he was there for many years uh, before that. Second round uh, with the loss to Bartlett to end their season. Again, Brentwood High School, eight and four. Coach Finch, if you would, introduce who's with you and then give us some thoughts on the season coming up and then we'll take questions from the media. Again, Brentwood High School, thank you. All right, so um, I'm fortunate to have a uh, senior running back, uh, Trey Doris, to my left, okay, four-year guy in our program. Uh, had a really good year last year. Uh, came on strong at the end, fortunate to have him there. And uh, to my right is Jack Carroll. Uh, Jack played predominantly defense last year, but uh, Jack's also going to play a lot of offense this year, which is something we don't normally do, but uh, does such a good job for us on the offensive line and defensive line that, that instead of having coaches fight over and we decided to kind of share them this year. Uh, so kind of as an opening statement, I always want to start off with saying thanks to WCS, thanks to uh, Coach Joins for taking the time to put this on. Uh, obviously, uh, media members, okay? And, and I think it's important in my mind that with the passing of Donovan this week, uh, to talk about how much we appreciate what you guys do to cover high school sports, okay? And, and, and we know we're all going to miss Donovan, but I want you to know how valued uh, you are and, and how much these young men and, and the moms and dads appreciate the job you do uh, covering high school sports and, and taking time out of your day to do things like WCS Media Day. I think it's just uh, it's a, it's an excellent job that you have and you do an excellent job at it. Uh, we're excited uh, about the 2023 season. Uh, you're always excited about every season, but I'll be quite honest with you, we, we are really excited about this season. We feel like we have a great senior class um, that have you know, been really invested in, in our program and how we do things. Uh, we talk a lot about this group has a high ceiling uh, and, and we feel like uh, you know, it's okay for us to talk about we want a challenge for a region championship this year. We feel like we went from third place to second place uh, with a chance to be one last year and, and we just didn't take care of business. Uh, but we feel like, you know, even though we're in a tremendous football league, uh, we still feel like we have the talent to challenge for that this year. That's been a personal goal of mine uh, that I've kind of stressed to the kids that we want to put ourselves in position to do that. Uh, a great schedule, okay? Obviously, Friday nights, Williamson County football, everybody knows that's really special. And, and, and it doesn't have to just be Brentwood, Ravenwood to make it special. It's special when you play Franklin and Indy and, and, and all those guys. Uh, Summit, and, and those are always special games and a lot of fun games and great atmosphere. And, and I always tell the kids that, you know, really relish that, guys, because there's so many places that don't get to experience uh, the, that kind of atmosphere on a Friday night. Uh, and it's one of the things that I love about working in Williamson County and getting to coach in Williamson County, uh, those Friday night atmospheres. Uh, challenging non-region schedule, we open up with Blackman, 
Uh, we have Henry County on that schedule. We have Hendersonville on that schedule. Uh, Centennial, we're fortunate, though they're not in the league anymore, to have them on the schedule. Uh, and of course, uh, BA's on the schedule this year. So uh, we expect to see you know, a lot of good football teams really from, from game one all the way through game 10. Uh, and and that's, we're okay with that. Like we, we have historically played tough football uh, teams at, at Brentwood High School. And we're excited about you know, kind of accepting that challenge and going out and playing those kind of teams. Uh, in, in 2023. Um, so, again, I'm never sure what to say on the opening statement, but there it is, guys. So feel free to fire away with whatever questions you might have. I'll start because I know one of your players and I've known him since he was like five years old because he was a, lived in the neighborhood, went to Oakview Elementary and moved up into the Brentwood area. But uh, coach, listen, you had a great season last year. Congrats on the great season. Um, I was looking at your schedule again, kind of like Coach Rathbone, and the TSSAA has not done us any favors as well as you. What do you think about the backloaded schedule? I mean, all the games are tough. It's not like any team you look forward to one over another, but you've got Indy and Ravenwood sitting there at 9 and 10, you know, the end of the season. Um, it, does that affect you any at all? But, I mean, I know sometimes it plays out with injuries. I mean, you're getting at the end of the year and – you're like, oh man, we got five guys out or whatever. Does do you think about that? Is that something? I know you can't control it, but what are your thoughts there? Yeah, and I think one of the things that I've learned in, in being in six A football are injuries are going to happen. You know, and, and that's probably the scariest thing about no matter who you play. Okay, I mean we we talk to the guys a lot about you only get ten ball games, guys. So every week is special. But absolutely, you, when you know you're going to play a team like Independence or you will play Ravenwood late in the year, what you have to do as a coach is try to make sure that you've taken care of your kids and you've tried to keep them healthy. But you're going to have to play those guys sometimes, but, uh, or at some time in the year. But certainly try to keep those guys healthy. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, Brentwood, Ravenwood, Week 10 is a pretty cool deal. You know, I mean, there could be a lot riding on that game if, if they take care of business and we try to take care of our business. So. Is it a concern? Sure, but it's not a concern that we're playing them. It's just when we play them, like you said, with injuries. Absolutely. For Jack, um, like I said, I've, I've watched this kid grow up, so he's kind of a personal friend, the fam, friend of the family. Um, I hadn't seen you in a while. So you have really put some – I mean, you last year you played middle linebacker, right? And now you're going to be moving to the line. And talk about what that process is. I mean, you're, you're bulking up. Did, are, were you trying to get there? Or was it just something that kind of evolved and you saw it coming and the coach said, hey, we're going to move you here because this is a good spot for you? Um, no. I just try to put on weight each year because I know that just going up, I got to be the, the big guy now. I, growing up as freshman, sophomore, you're like, wow, those kids are huge. Uh, as, as a little guy, but you get up it, uh, later into the program, and you're just like, I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. And yeah, I packed on the way. I've tried to, uh, but also just getting in the weight room, just getting, just beefing up. But I kind of knew that someone was gonna shake out this year. So yeah, I really had to stress that. But yeah. Really so will you think up. about the game at Independence, knowing that you lived like maybe a mile and a half from that school and now you're playing with Brentwood. I mean, you were little, obviously younger then, but does that even, will that even play? Uh, I always just remember just driving past there. So <laughs> pulling into the parking lot. Yeah. I'm kind of getting some, uh, just some memories flooding back, but it's definitely awesome. Just the atmosphere, just in all of our district games, it's just, it's just electric. So yeah, but 
it's you, just awesome being back. You guys always have our number, and I can't figure it out. Last last year, I'm calling the game. We have a two-score lead late. I'm like, man, this looks pretty good. This doesn't happen very often. Just counted my chickens too early there, but you guys played a great game. Uh, Trey, just a quick question for you. You're, you're coming back as a senior. What what are you – I mean, you're going to be a team leader now. You got some good runs last year. What What is your impact this year? What are you trying to do as a running back this year that you didn't do last year? Anything different? Uh, you know, I want to want to lead the run game on the team. Uh, I kind of want to set uh, an example uh, for the younger guys. we got a lot of younger running backs uh, coming behind me. So, um, you know, if we ever need, uh, like, someone come in, if I need a break or something, uh, they'll, like, know what to do right on the spot because I'll be there uh, kind of helping them out. So I just want to be kind of that senior leader, you know. Uh, for Mr. Carroll, Tyler Palmitz here with Main Street Preps. Uh, Clint mentioned the fight over you by the offensive and defensive coaches. Uh, was there really, did they really both want you badly playing um, both sides? Did you ever hear any of those conversations between them? I didn't hear any personally. I just heard whispers, but mm -hmm. um, I'm just happy to play wherever I can just help out. And I've never really grown up just like focusing on one position. So wherever, and I just like to go out there and play and it's awesome. So. I'm just happy to get on the field. And as much as I get on the field, I'd love to do that. And if I can cross train and split days of practice, then I will do that. And it's just fun. What exactly will your positions be? Uh, so I will play right end on defensive line and then primarily right guard for the offensive line. OK. And for Clint, if there was one rule in high school football that you would change right now, what would that be? Oh, I can get in big trouble answering this one. I have to, let me, let me think how to handle it. Um, probably, I, I, and I know it's really, really tough to deal with targeting issues, okay? Uh, especially without the benefit of, of replay and things like that. Uh, but with all the concern that we have over concussions and potential CTE injuries, it seems to me that a direct targeting call maybe should be something else besides just an unsportsmanlike penalty, in my personal opinion. Hi, Chris Bozen with Raptor Athletics Live covering Ravenwood. Uh, Coach, it's hard to believe, but these seniors are the freshmen who came in during that unknown COVID year. Now we've put that in our rear view mirror. Has that impacted you in any way on how you approach these limited 10 games? And have you seen an impact on these players realizing nothing's guaranteed? Yeah, and I think that was a, you know, not a lot good came out of COVID, obviously. But I think a lot of coaches and a lot of players learn to take every single day, uh, make it special. Don't take it for granted, make it special. Uh, I, I remember that 2020 season very well, and you just didn't know. I mean, we, we had games canceled at 10 o'clock on, on a Thursday night. You just didn't know. So hopefully the, the young men that have gone through that, and certainly the coaches that have gone through that have learned, just don't take it for granted. Getting to play every game is special and go out and just enjoy it and soak up the atmosphere and, and, and relish in, in your opportunity to play this game. Coach Dana McClendon, WAKM Radio. Two questions. Um, one, uh, fill in this blank. Uh, we will have a great year if we figure out what. And two, give us a name or two of someone you did not bring that we will be talking about in October. Um, sure the guys get tired of me saying this uh, but we will have a great year if we go out and we just 
play to the best of our ability and practice to the best of our ability every day. I mean, that's just the, the simple fact that you don't get to control the outcomes. All you get to control is your effort and your attitude towards the game you play. Uh, we've been blessed at Brentwood to always have guys that have understood that, that you have to go out and work hard every day. Uh, and, and not 98% of what you can do, but 100% of what you can do is kind of the expectation and standard. So if we go out and we're to the we're the best team that we can be, and that includes coaches and that includes training staff, then we'll have a good year. Uh, guys that I would like to mention, I mean, uh, you know, defensively there are a lot of them, you know, and, and I hesitate because it scares me a little bit. I don't want to leave a lay out, but obviously Jackson Lowe coming back is a three-year starter for us at corner and will also play some running back for us as well. He's predominantly a corner, but he'll play uh, running back as well. Uh, Max Orfici. Uh, as an inside linebacker, I think, um, led the team in tackles last year, did a great job for us. Uh, Seth Adams is, is going to be kind of a defensive end opposite uh, of Jack uh, when Jack's on defense. Um, just a really good football player as well. A number of guys, like, I mean, just we've been blessed over the last two years going into year three of having a, a really, really strong defense. Uh, we're fortunate uh, to have that. Certainly on offense, uh, we had a transfer from Florida, Baylor Hayes, uh, moved in in December, uh, and, and he's been a really good pickup for us. And I think, you know, you've already heard a lot of buzz about that kid. And in my personal opinion, you're going to hear more about him. I think he's going to have a big year for us. Um, has two really good targets in, in a senior three-year starter. Um, or a, I'm sorry, my junior starter, Clayton Merrill. Okay, and then Matthew uh, Manning, my senior starter. Uh, that's been a three-year starter there. So fortunate. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and it's different. You know, it's funny. It's it, Last year I said, well, I've never had a quarterback transfer in their senior year, and then I had another one transfer in their senior year. Um, but it, the, the big thing about, I think, where Baylor is, is he was here throughout our entire offseason. And, and when, with, when Grant transferred in from Michigan last year, Grant had, I think, 12 days of practices and three scrimmages. Baylor was able to go through the entire offseason program, uh, spring practice, all our summer program. So. Um, that's been a huge advantage to him. But yeah, it's, it's, he fell in her lap and, and he'd done a really good job for us. Hey coach, uh, Tom Craig with the Tennessee and this year, 6-6-A, I believe it is now this year for you guys, um, seems to be as, as much parity as I've ever seen one league. I mean, it's, and it's like, you're all right there. It seems like, um, is that what you see too when you look at when you're looking at other teams what they have back? It seems like this one's it would be hard to be to pick a winner. So I do remember last year sitting at WCS Media Day saying that I think four teams could win that region last year. Mm -hmm. And in week or game ten, there were four teams that had an opportunity to be anywhere from one through four. Okay, so I'm a prophet. If you didn't know that, I mean, as I, I'll help you with stock market advice or lottery numbers as well, if you want that help. But I really think it's going to be the same way this year. Mm -hmm. I think, and and you're looking at a Franklin team that's going to be improved. They they had a great freshman class, and those kids are now into their junior and senior year. Uh, I think Summit has, you know, obviously had to replace the Wade twins, but you know, Coach Coleman's going to do a great job with those guys. So I think you're looking at a a very a lot of parity in the league this year for sure. And I could very easily see it coming down to week 10 uh, for, for seeding for the playoffs. 
Do you like playing Battle of the Woods week 11? I mean, it could be for a lot. We don't know. I mean, it could be a lot of writing on it, but that's been a week five, week six kind of game, I think. Well, you know, I, I, when the schedule, when the TWSAA set the schedule, I was like, you know what? The Battle of the Woods needs is one more thing to amp everybody up. Uh, it's just, it's not a very exciting game. You know, the atmosphere is kind of dull and boring that exactly. week. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if we're playing them one or 10. It, it's going to be a unique, unique atmosphere and a great atmosphere. So whenever you've got to play those guys, you've got to play them. You've got to find a way to beat them. So this doesn't matter to us. What have, what'd you do in the off season to kind of recalibrate, especially in the dead period? What'd you do to recalibrate knowing after the dead period, you're, it's football all the time for you? So the, the joke I make with my parents at booster club meetings is I go on vacation and I leave the country and I go to Mexico and I don't have international calling. And so no matter how much you want to get in touch with me, you can't. But I spend nine days just me and my wife on the beach in Mexico. And I will not lie to you, I don't think about football because I know that that day I get back and that plane lands, I'm going to turn that phone back on and there'll be 132 text messages and 500 emails and we're ready to go. But I think it's important. I talk to the kids about that a lot too. The good thing about the dead period when it falls is get away from the sport, get away from it, spend some family time, get it off your mind because uh, that train starts going pretty fast right after dead period and it, it doesn't stop for a long time. Coach Chris Brooks, 615 Preps. Um, I was over there last Monday and you guys had a pretty spirited workout in pads. Um, talk to me about the, uh, the excitement with this team this year as opposed to last year. Uh, I mean, I think what's exciting about this team is, is we just have sat there and guys like Jack and guys like Trey, um, they've been, this is my first group I've coached as sophomore juniors and seniors, you know, and, and I think we've kind of had this group kind of pegged as being a really good group for a long time now. And we talk a lot to our seniors about, hey, you didn't necessarily ask to be a leader, but just when you become a senior, you become a leader. And it was spirited, and all of our practices have been that, but a lot of that's kind of the energy and the attitude and the way the seniors have approached it. Uh, and, and that's not against anything against previous seniors. It's just this senior group has really bought into what we do. Uh, they've seen us get really, really close, uh, you know, for the last two years. And we just think that they're going to take a, a obvious or they're going to make an obvious attempt to sit there and kind of push us over that hump. Uh, and get as far as we've been the last couple of years. We don't talk about special teams a lot, but you've got a pretty reliable weapon in Isaac Hayes kicking for you this year. What's his impact going to be on this team, especially considering how competitive this region may end up being? Yeah, and, and it's, it's Williamson County, and Williamson County is historically known for having good kickers. I, I think that's because, you you know, as my mother would say, you can't swing a dead cat and, and not hit a soccer field. They all grow up kicking the round soccer ball. Um, but it, it, it's huge. You have to have that kicker. You, it, we're blessed to have Isaac. Uh, we're blessed to have a great punter. Uh, with Luke Armstead, uh, who and Luke may do some kicking for us or kickoffs as well. Uh, so it, three phases to the game, it becomes coach speak. I know offense, defense, and special teams, and the ability to have guys that like like Isaac, who you know I can go back to his sophomore year, wins a big game in Germantown with a last second field goal. Last year's season opener against Blackman hits three big field goals to keep us in that game. To know that you have that aspect of, of the game, you know, in play, to know that you have a shot to get three points, even though you're not in really deep in the red zone, that's that's huge. It's a huge advantage. With the new region this year, you guys don't have to worry about going out to Memphis for a first round playoff game. You won't have to see them for a while. So uh, how's that kind of feel for you guys, knowing that any playoff game for the first three rounds is going to be local? 
Uh, number one, it's financially a lot better for us. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you that. Um, but, you know, once you get into 6A playoffs, it doesn't matter if you're going to Memphis. It doesn't matter if you're going into Murfreesboro, if you're going into Nashville, if you're going over to Henry. It, it, you're going to play good football teams. That's just 6A football. So, um, you know, I, I told the coaches the other day that if you tell me that we're going to have to get on a bus and go to Memphis for the semifinals, we'll all jump on that bus and be happy about doing it. But uh, you're going to have to play somebody really good in the playoffs in 6A football. Coach, thank you. Good job, Brentwood High School. Next up, we have Franklin High School. If you guys will make your way up. All right, next up we have Franklin High School coach Alex Melton entering his third year leading the Admirals. Coach, if you would, you're going to start off introducing who you've got here with you and then give us some expectations for the season. We'll turn it over to the media after that again. Thank you guys for being here. Yes, sir. Well, thank you all for having us. On my left, we have Logan Lynch. And on my right, we have Zach Coward. So we're pleased to be here, glad to have the opportunity to be here, and we look forward to the upcoming season. For both the players, I know that last season wasn't what you guys wanted, but um, what did you maybe learn from that? I mean, just, just going through a tough season. Uh, you know, it was rough, but our team fought. Like, we, it was just a matter of big plays. We were in every game. We fought our tails off, and that's all you can ask for. I mean, the score was the score, but it was. I still enjoyed the season a lot. And the seniors were great. Um, we had a really good time, but obviously the wins didn't go how we wanted to. Yeah, there's not much I can add to that, but basically the, the losses taught us how hard we need to work to get the wins that we really want to beat the district, to win the Battle of Franklin, all that. Yeah, and I'll say this. I mean, these guys are a testament um, to our guys. They show up results are results. We keep working to change those results, but um, I'll tell you, man, they came back every Monday. Um, we show them on film how hard they worked, how close we are. Um, they kept working, kept working, kept fighting. I love them for that. Um, they're no quitters. And so they're, they're great leaders. These, these two guys are great representatives of our team in that um, they just keep fighting. I mean, you can see it on film. We were close in a lot of games. Um, but to come back every Monday and work the way they did says a lot about this group of young men, and, and these two guys are great examples of that. Alex, so far, coaches have been very complimentary of where they think kind of you're going. Uh, where do you think maybe you've improved in uh, going into this season? Well, I think, you know, as long as you can keep working with your kids and they keep coming back and working, so the effort's always there, but the age is starting to get there, the experience is starting to get there, um, you know, the, the getting used to the verbiage and all that stuff that, you know, that kind of comes with it. Um, the confidence level in the two off-seasons we've had with them has really increased. Um, and so, you know, they just been feeding off each other um, and, and just keep working. I mean, that's all you can ask them to do. So, you know, we're excited about it. We're excited to have, um, you know, a little more depth than we've had um, and just to keep working. And, and so, um, you know, I think I heard, you know, Coach Finch talking about the parity in the region and, and, you know, Mr. Craig are asking about that. And I think that's true. I think we're all kind of right there. We've just got to keep working, you know, very little, little room for error um, for us, for anybody really in the region. Um, but we've got to keep working to, 
to change the score of those close games to our favor. And I think we're we're getting close. And we just you know that, that's kind of our motivation is to keep going and change those results. And Alex, last thing for me, uh, if if you could change one rule in high school football right now, what would that be? Whew. One rule in high school football. I don't. I mean, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I haven't. That's okay. I, yeah, I hadn't thought about you know changing the rules. I just I know the rules and we work to, <laughs> you know, we work that way. So I don't. I, I guess don't you just got to follow the rules that are in place. That's got, maybe the most gotta, important yeah, thing, you right? Do, you do have to follow them. Yeah. Um, you know, I. It's a safety thing. I do think sometimes you get, you know, kids being physical, and, and you've got to take care, you know, take take care of kids sometimes all the time, but. Um, sometimes things get called that are personal fouls that maybe are just a good football play. I don't know. That's just a matter. But, you know, they've got to do a great job of protecting kids, and that's what it's all about first. Um, so I don't think you would change that. I just, you know, sometimes it's a little cloudy on what is and what's not sometimes. Um, but that's, that's a lot of rules. I mean, it's, you know, we appreciate the officials. They do a great job, you know. Um, and so I don't know that I would change anything right now. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, uh, Charles with the Williamson Herald. Um, Coach, we've been, you know, talking around the the, the building and seeing a lot of these faces uh, over these last couple of years here. Can you uh, kind of give us a breakdown on on some of the guys we'll be talking a lot in these coming weeks here? You know, offense, defense, things like that. Just faces that we're going to get very familiar with that we might already be. But uh, who who are you excited about? Who's going to have a breakout year? Things like that. Yeah, well, I mean, we're excited about all of them. Um, but you know, you're going to hear about Brewer Wilson. He's Quarterback for us, played as a sophomore. Um, we'll play again this year at that. Uh, we've got Lyman, Logan Lynch, Drew Mingy. They'll be seniors for us. Andrew Hubbard. So we've got some guys coming back on that end. Zach Cowart to my right here has been, he's been great. He's been playing since he was a sophomore. Um, receiver wise, Lucas Young um, should be big for us there. Wills Jackson. Um, and then we've got, you know, Kia Hamilton who moved to running back, um, was a corner for us at times and just, Provides a little bit of speed for us and things there. So, you know, we're excited. And Sean Gaka come back defensively. Um, we've got some young guys that have stepped up. So, um, Aiden Elmore would be another defensive line guy that, that uh, you know, should help us. And several of those are juniors. Several of those are seniors. We've got a few sophomores. So, we've got a good mix of all the grades. But, um, you know, excited about our guys. Um, one more thing for you, uh, all three of you actually too, because uh, I know August 18th is always a big circle date for everything, but to have that battle there, I was just looking at this sign that somebody posted on the window right there. I don't know if you guys could read that, oh, yeah. but <laughs> just more fuel to the fire a little bit, but right. just how, how great is it to start with that, that giant rivalry game to get things going and get that, get that flowing right away? Yeah, well, I think, you know, Coach Stewart obviously has done and will do a great job there uh, and those kids are going to be excited we're going to be excited i think it's just you know that game has happened it's been a region game not this year um, but it's happened a couple weeks into the season so it's always exciting it's kind of like coach finch was talking about playing they're playing ravenwood at the end we're playing centennial at the beginning it's about about like that for us i mean you know everybody's excited um, our kids are working their tail off to be one and oh and i know centennial is too um, right now so you know it'll be exciting there'll be a lot leading up to it there'll be you know, there's extra time building up to that with nothing really in front of it um, other than scrimmages and things like that. So um, it's, it's exciting. Our kids are excited about it, and I know Centennial is too. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more you could ask for coming after last season, getting Centennial week one because, you know, we're all hungry. We've been working for it all off offseason. 
Um, and, you know, our section at an away game is going to pull through. Shout out to the flagship. <laughs> but I'm so excited for it, and I know all the boys are. Playing Centennial every year has probably been the highlight of my football career. There's never more energy, never more hatred against these two teams. It's just it's always a great time. I can't wait. That's fun to hear that. Um, Brad DeShiel, independence, uh, covering independent sports on the Dash to Sports Network. Uh, Coach, talk about your quarterback play. Uh, you've got Coach Collins now coming in doing some help there, relieving some of your duties, you know, to where you can maybe focus more on defense. How has that been working out for you? Is it, is, I mean, do you, is it a good transition so far? And how do you feel like Coach Collins will work with your quarterback? How's that going to flow? Oh, he's been great. I mean, just he's been great. He's great with our guys from day one. Um, you know, just his demeanor. He's been doing it a long time. You know, he understands obviously the quarterback position and, and helps Brewer and those and Tanner Clark, who's a quarterback for us, um, helps them understand, you know, reads. Um, and he, but he thinks like a quarterback, so he knows what they're thinking. Right. And that's been huge. I mean, um, and he just he, he keeps coming back. He doesn't he doesn't he's not he understands how quarterback needs to be coached, right? I mean, right. Um, not too high or too low. Brewer's great at just not getting too high or too low to even kill. He'll make a play. You know, if something happens on the next play, he's going to come right back with the same demeanor, same mindset. You know, nothing shakes him a whole lot. Um, he's a great leader. And Coach Collins has done a great job, um, you know, helping him develop into that it, as, he's, as he's been younger now, getting older now. So, you know, his reads are getting better. Timing on stuff's getting better. Um, and so it's been a, been a great addition to our quarterbacks and to our offense in general. So with that transition like that, has have you? I mean, this is kind of a hard question to ask. Have you enjoyed coaching a little better this year because maybe you are able to focus a little more on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, well, I've been I've been on the defensive side right a lot. So, you know, Coach Webb is is, is still coaching with us. We've got guys that you know that can do that. So I'll be able to focus on on more both sides of the ball more this year, I think, than I have. And yes, to answer your question, I think that's I think that's helpful. Um, you know, to see both sides a little bit better. Um, and things. So it's, you know, he's been great. Defensive staff's been great. Our kids have been great. So we're excited about it. Zach, Logan, questions for you guys. Um, you guys lost a lot of close games last year. Are there some things that you guys bring to the table this year as seniors because you've been through those close games? I mean, you, you've known what it's like to drop one late or whatever. Um, talk about that experience and how it's going to push you into this year. Yeah, I mean, it's just, what came down to it last year in the late games and the close games is it was just one little assignment didn't get filled, one little gap didn't get filled. And that's what we just got to remind ourselves that every play we got to be in our spot doing what we need to. And if we do that, we'll be all good. Yeah, I agree with Zach, but playing through those games, it gives us the opportunity to realize that in those moments, we, we can't really make those mistakes and uh, we got to capitalize at that moment. Uh, Chris Bozen with Raptor Athletics Live covering Ravenwood back here in the back. Yes, sir. Uh, question for the players and, and for Coach, two, two different questions. First, Coach, uh, last year, I agree with uh, Athletic Director Joins. I thought you guys had one of the most talented younger teams uh, in the region, and it showed on the field. It was only a matter of time until you picked up that win. A lot of those guys were sophomores. You lost a couple of them in the Jordan Twins left, but I know you've got other weapons there. What do you think is the biggest key for you to pick up wins where last year they were going in the L column? Well, I think it's confidence. I mean, it's, it's, 
you know, knowing we're competing in close games. Um, like I said earlier, and these guys kind of made very, very little room for error, but we can't play scared of making an error, right? I mean, you've got to read and react, play fast, play physical. And I think that confidence is continuing to build. And I've said this a lot, as long as you can take the film and you can show those guys what they're doing, what they're doing right, look, we're just a fit off here, or, you know, drop this pass or whatever. Those are things you continue to work on. Their effort's been great. And that's what keeps them coming back, keeps us coming back. They haven't quit, we're not gonna quit. Only option we got is to keep fighting and keep working. And that's what we're doing. That's what these guys have done. So continuing to do that, them continuing to build that confidence in the off season, um, seeing it on film, continuing to build that confidence in scrimmages and things like that, it's just helping them so much. And it's, it's a confident group, not a cocky group. There's a difference. It's a confident group um, that are willing to learn, willing to keep working. And they just they keep coming back and keep fighting. And it's just, it's awesome. I mean, it's great. Well, speaking of keeping coming back for the players, last year with Ravenwood, we sat through a Friday night that went till about midnight on the field, off the field, lightning, came back on Saturday. What was that like for you guys? Had, had you been through anything like that? How did you get through it? And how do you think maybe it impacted the game? I mean, obviously it's not ideal when you have to stay in the locker room till 12 and get back up in the next morning and play. But we just didn't come out with the energy we needed to that game. Every It was hot outside and we all – it was the effort wasn't there like it usually was and it just didn't go our way yeah honestly i think if we played that game that friday we had them we had that pick in the early, early first quarter i mean if they, that thunder didn't come down I, I think that's our game well i i tell them that ravenwood came back on saturday but we didn't so <laughs> we never showed back up we I, we got and that's part of growing that's part of the maturation process and, and all that you got to be unconditional. I mean, whatever it is, it is. We got to go fight, you know. And so, uh, again, you learn from stuff like that. You keep you keep working, keep building. Um, and so that's you know the positive out of that is we learn from it. I hope um, and just be ready to go whenever the ball's put down. You got to be ready to go. So, Coach uh, yes. asked uh, Brentwood about the parity of six six A. I'll ask you: um, Is it as even as what it looks like, uh, at least on paper? And if so, what has made this league like? There's not a whole lot of difference, I don't think, between most of the, most of the teams. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think, you know, as, you, as you, you've seen kids, this is my third year in this seat here, but as you've seen kids like with their freshman classes and you talk to people, a lot of people say, man, we got a really, a couple years, a really good freshman group, a really good sophomore group. So I think everybody has had that, that good group at the same time, and those kids continue to get older. And plus, you take guys that have been there. Um, you know, these guys were here when I came in as sophomores. The freshman group that we first came in with are now juniors. Um, and so I, I think that I do think there's parity there um, because everybody seems to have had the pretty good group at the same time. You know, and putting those groups together and keep working with them. You know, the, you know the teams. You know the Brentwoods, Raven, Centennials, Summits, Independences. All the teams in this county are going to be well prepared, right? They're going to be. Their all seasons are going to be great. Um, you know, their conditioning is going to be good. They're going to be well coached, you know, and you, can't, you uh, combine that with talent, with really good kids that are bought in, then it just, the parity is there, right? So I, I think, you know, last year a lot of the games were close. Coach Finch talked about it. We were in a lot of games and, you know, a, a, a mistake here or there, just something little, um, they ended up becoming big. It's just, you know, I, I think it's there. I think it's going to be there this year, and I think, I think that's what makes it so exciting. Then the student sections get involved. The games are tight. Um, it's just a battle every week. 
TSAA did your region schedule for you this year, everyone in the state. Yes. Uh, the one thing I'm looking here, your first three games are non-region. First four out of your first five games are non-region games. Right. Do you like the idea of really the second half of your season being primarily region games? Or I, mean, um, just, I think everyone's got to deal with it. That's right. Everybody's going to have to deal with it. So we, whatever we got, we got. But I'm, you know, I'd like to have one a little bit earlier. Um, you know, we we kind of adjusted our home and away games. We play a lot of Williamson County teams, um, you know, which is good for our, our our kids. I think it's good for the county. I really do, you know, to keep those, even if, you know, the Pages and the Nolensville, and obviously we're going to keep Centennial. But I think, you know, the atmosphere is great. So, you know, we tried to schedule it to where some of those were at home this year because we didn't have a choice on region games home or away. Um, so to keep it pretty balanced. So, you know, we, we um, I think we tried to keep it that way and it's, it's going to be good. I mean, you, you look at mid-year, we've got Brentwood, Ravenwood back-to-back, um, you know, so it gets it gets crowded right in there with teams like that. Um, so you'd like to, if you had a choice, maybe spread that out a little bit. But, you know, we'll, we'll deal with what's on our schedule and be ready for it. Coach Chris Brooks, 615 Preps, look at that schedule, and you guys play one game outside of Williamson County all year long. How nice is it to have that kind of schedule where, you know, your fans can go wherever you want to and – be supportive on the road? Well, that's from a travel standpoint, from a gate standpoint, from an atmosphere standpoint, it's nice. From, you know, a competitive standpoint, it's, not, it's fun, but it's tough, man. I'm telling you. I mean, you can look at it and see. And, you know, our, one of our non regions is Mount Juliet. They're going to be good. Um, Overton's the other one. They're going to be good in athletics. So it's, there's not an easy one on there, right? And that's, that's fine. We just got to prepare and keep working for it. But I think, you know, kids. The student sections, the, the schools love the atmosphere. That's what it's about, these kids. And we've got, to, we've, I've got to, we've got to get the kids in a spot where we're taking those close games and we're flipping it to some victories, changing some results for our kids in our school. Well, speaking on that, uh, you know, with as many close games as y'all played last year, how good is that going to feel when you finally do get back in that win column? Oh, it'll be great. I mean, you know, and I, I'm, I'm just – when it happens, kids are going to love it. I think hopefully we get that one man and just keep – they get a taste of that, you know, see it paying off that way. It's, I'm trying to get one early so we can kind of see what we can do the rest of the year. So. Guys, y'all can expound on that if you want. I mean, yeah, obviously, like, getting that win will be super exciting, but that's, what, that's what's going to be expected. So that's what we got to work for. Yeah, we know we can get these wins. We know we can beat some, most of these teams, but it's just a matter of time. Execution, just doing it right. Thank you. Good job, uh, Franklin High School. Appreciate you guys being here. Thank y'all. We appreciate it. All right, next up we have Fairview High School coming off a eight and eight and four year. Second round of the playoffs against Smith County. We've got Coach Chris Hughes. Coach, if you would, introduce who's with you here tonight. Give us some expectations for the season. Then we'll take questions from the media. Fairview High School. Um, like you said, I'm Coach Hughes at uh, Fairview High School. 
this to my left is Weston Pape, senior, uh, fullback, linebacker. And this over here to the right is uh, Wendell Billingsley. And he's a safety, running back, receiver, pretty much do it all. Um, last year, we uh, lost to Smith County in the second round. We lost uh, nine starters on one side of the ball and 10 on the other. So. The two guys you see beside me are some of the only ones that have had Friday night experience. So I don't like to say rebuilding at Fairview. I always like to reload, but I know we've got some young guys that haven't played a lot of minutes on Friday. So it's going to be interesting to see how we do. Uh, I'm excited about some of our young guys. I think we've got a chance to be good. We've got a long way to go right now, um, but I'm, I'm optimistic and hopeful that uh, we will still put a good product on the field. And in the region we're in, we should still be able to compete for a region championship and then set it up for the playoffs, which we have to cross over against a good uh, metro region with East Nashville and the new school, Liberty Creek, and some other schools. So um, I'm looking forward to playing Waverly week two and then our region game, some of the other things we have. Um, these two young men will have a lot of say whether we're really good or average or so forth, but um, they both work hard and uh, we're looking forward to getting going. I want to say one more thing before we start, and, and I want to give my condolences to the Stewart family. Donovan, I feel like, well, all the coaches feel like he was a good friend of ours, but him not being here and, and not being able to call, just talk to him last week, um, it really has been setting hard on me. And uh, I know you guys were personal friends with him, and, and I just want to say my condolences to his family, everybody that's dealing with that. And, and uh, I think a lot of Donovan, I think he was a great man and, and he always took care of Fairview and he always put me in a good spot and he never quoted any of the bad things I said. Uh, just like you, Charles and Joe, y'all still keep me on the up and up because sometimes I say things that get me in trouble. My wife doesn't like that. And, uh, but Donovan was one of those guys too and I'm really gonna miss him. So I wanted to say that before we get started. Thanks coach. Uh, Tyler Palmett's here with Main Street Preps for Mr. Billingsley. Uh, you know, as one of the few guys back, uh, as, as Coach mentioned, not a, whole, a lot of a lot of guys that left after last year, and somebody who does a, plays a lot of positions like you, uh, how exciting is that? Just to know you're going to have a chance to impact the game in a lot of ways every week. Uh, yeah, uh, we lost a lot of seniors last year, and I was the one, only other junior on the field, and I had a big role last year, and I'm going to have a bigger role this year, and I I'm ready for the challenge. You got a position that is your favorite? Where do you uh, like to be? Where would you like to line up most? My nice? favorite position is quarterback, but I don't play quarterback. <laughs> but he might play quarterback. I was gonna say maybe he he definitely will have a package or two where he can play quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but for college, I would say safety. That's what I was recruited for. Got a couple offers from safety, and uh, I like safety. You know, you get back, see everything, and you know everyone's counting on you to make that last tackle. What are your offers right now? Uh, it's official right now. All I have is Air Force Academy, and I'm talking to plenty of other schools, and blessed to have that offer, blessed for the ones to come. Absolutely. Wendell is a downhill safety, one of the rare guys like the old dudes that like to come down and hit people. And uh, those guys, like the academies, when they run, all of them run triple option, look for guys like Wendell who run that. He passes my linebackers on the way to hit people. So they love the way his physicality and his thing would fit their system. Um, and he's going to do that for us. Now, he's got to do his responsibilities and cover pass first, but he is going to be a big part of, of making the hits that change the game. I think he caused like four to six fumbles last year, had a couple picks. So those things change games, and Wendell's a game changer on both sides of the ball. 
Chris, I noticed the players have names on the back of their jerseys. That's kind of rare at high school football. How'd you come to that decision, or did you let them make it? Um, we play for the name on the front, but we want you to know the name on the back. It makes it a lot easier for you guys. It makes it easier for the uh, people that are stands and mamas and daddies happy, and I like the mamas and daddies happy too. Uh, but it also is me. I'm, I'm one of those guys that likes to, like, I want, I want Wendell to be Wendell. I want him to do it within the scores, but I want him to know – Hey, I'm playing for the name on the front, but this is who I am on the back. And a lot of people say that that takes away, put team on the back or something like that. I believe you have to have individuality. And if you'll look at where our society's going, that's a big thing. Character, uh, the guys that you see stand out are people that do it the right way, but they are very, some people you notice. Uh, and I think you're going to notice Wendell on Friday night. He's not going to need the name on the back of his, or some of my other guys are. They have to earn that, by the way. Um, my freshmen don't have names on the back. So when they make it to a sophomore and they become a starter and they get in varsity time, they get the name tag on their back. So that's how we do it at Fairview. Um, some guys don't stay long enough to get their name on the back. So you got, you, put, you got your name on the back, you put a lot of sweat in, and if you listen to me yell a whole lot by the time that comes. So that's why. Nice. Uh, last thing, uh, Chris, uh, what, what is one high school football rule that you would change right now if you could? Uh, wow. I don't need – I'm gonna have to think about that. It's a tie for about a hundred of them, but um, I, I would like. Uh, I think within they they've made some good changes right now. I hated all the the picky rules. I don't like any of the nitpicky rules. I don't like the the towels got to be a different color. You know, all of those little things that are just nitpicky to the kids. All the little adornments on their arms. I just told you about individuality. I think that's has no effect on what goes on in the game. So I don't know why those are rules. All the other rules, I'm, we'll play with them whatever rules they set. I do like the sideline rules. I like to back up. I don't like the guys that, you know, the referees getting hit. Um, but I wish that the, they were focused more on the game and less on the sideline also. Like, and, then, and one of the things that bothers me is I, I, I'm, I kill them with sarcasm. I rarely yell at them, but I just, like, make fun of them. But the, the thing on the side, we can't find officials. So we're going to keep on until we don't have anybody refereeing the games, and it's going to get worse and worse. So I think they do a tough job, and it's hard to please everybody. You know how that is. But uh, one of the things I'd like to see is them, and, and they noticed it at the, at the referees meeting this year. I'm glad you asked me about the referees because I noticed everybody there was either 20 or 60, and there's nothing in between. Like they've got all these new recruits, and they got all these old guys. So I think you're going to see a lot of guys training to become officials. And I think it's a great gig. But as far as overall rules, like Tila Buster Blade does a pretty good job. You cannot make everybody happy. Um, I, I wouldn't change pretty much anything. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm one old school coach that believes in putting the dirt and the best team wins. You know, the physicality and all that. I like the no injuries, you're being careful with concussions and that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm on board with most of the things they do. The nit Mickey things with the uniforms and, and now with the, now we can't have lines in here. I'm a, I'm a flashy guy. I'd like to have tie-dye. I don't, I don't really care about all that. As long as you can tell who's on whose team, I don't care if we wear yellow and Brentwood wears blue, you know who's on whose team. But yet I have to take a 15-yard penalty if I want to wear these jerseys on the road. Those are the kind of rules that I don't like. Thanks, guys. Hi, Chris Bozen with Raptor Athletics Live covering Ravenwood. We don't get to play you all, but Coach. Uh, Thank first goodness. A, <laughs> first a question for you and then for the players and you. Uh, I wanna, we'd be remiss, I think, to not talk a little flag football. Uh, and, and you've been an advocate for that and the growth of that sport here and, and what it's done and, and the impact it's had at, at your school. 
Now I can talk bad about the TLSAA. There's no reason it's not a sanctioned sport, and it needs to happen soon. We're behind the other states. Georgia's ahead of us. Florida's ahead of us. And now these girls are going to start getting offers from colleges. The NAIA is already doing it. D3's coming. D2 after that. And then NAIA. It's going to happen. So we need to get on board and sanction it and get our girls there because we have, especially in this county, uh, and no offense to these two or my son, but the girl athletes may be better than the boy athletes. So, um, shoot, uh, I know at Fairview, some of my girls are really tough, and I like to have them and <laughs> put them in pads and, uh, and take a chance. But I do think that flag football is headed that way, especially in the women's game. And uh, I'm a big advocate of it. I love it. I think it's great. It's a lifelong sport. Like, honestly, me and you and Charles, we, joke, we could go outside and throw the ball around right now. I mean, so anybody can play it, which is a great thing. To be 55 and still be able to throw it every now and then, it's, it's so much fun for me because I'm so competitive and I can't get out there. I tell them all the time I want to get out there, but I can't on Friday. And, uh, and we push these guys and do them. But um, these guys, they don't care nothing about my flag football or nothing like that. They're focused on tackle football. Fact, some of them think it's a joke. They don't know how good those athletes are that I deal with. Well, they need to come watch if, if, they, if, if they haven't seen it. And then one for the players and the coach, again, a, a little away from football, the basketball teams run last year. What did that do for your community, for your school, the boosters, things like that? And players, how did that maybe motivate you going into football season? Uh, I think it definitely brought us together as a community. And just as a school in general, I definitely it boosted morale throughout everywhere. Like the community, the school, it definitely brought us together. Um, I didn't know that many people lived in Fairview. <laughs> And uh, it, was, it, was, it was huge, and especially watching one of our fellow brothers, Maze McCoy, go down with an ACL. It was really tough, but all it did was help the team out for the better. People thought we wouldn't go anywhere after it got Maze hurt, but we went far, farther without him than we were with him. And I think that's because of what happened. And, and uh, it just made us work harder and motivated. Uh, we'll, we'll shut the town down. If I ever win a state championship, the whole city's going to be empty. Like, it will be. Like, I've got to get there because now Coach McCoy is putting the pressure on me. Coach, I, when I first started, I was the cat's meow. Now I'm, like, the worst coach in the school. So um, I'm trying to catch up with the basketball and the baseball program and, uh, and get to where they are. But they've done such a good job. Coach McCoy, Coach Duchesne. I, I, Ricky Jones won his first region championship in the last 90 years. So uh, <laughs> and Ricky's only 112. So. <laughs> um, but they, every program in our school is really doing well, and we are hoping to get our program <laughs> up to that level. And here's the thing. I'm, I'm not poor. We, we're going to the playoffs. We're going to compete. We're going to do that. But it's really good to see all the sports jumping on board. The pep rallies are crazy. These guys, the school spirit is great. It's a, uh, it's a great place to be. Coach, Scott Burton, 615 Preps. You touched on the fact that you have a very young team coming in this year, yet you've got uh, uh, your first region game is in uh, week three. How important is it to get those guys up to speed quickly? If we don't go up there and smack Stewart County, it's going to be a long year. Um, I like we got three away games in a row, though, and these guys are high school kids. So, you know, I just don't know. We've got off the bus at Stewart County before and slept through three quarters. So it's tough. And uh, – that game is so important, but we got one right before that with Waverly that we're really hungry because they got us the last two years when I felt like we should have got them. So I've got that one circled. And then you got off that. Let's say we beat them. Then we're going to come off of that. You got the lull for the next week. Or we get beat by them. Then we're down for the next week. So there's so much playing into the psyche of these kids and the coaches and everything else. But 
that region, that first region game, uh, and Coach Jackson, Joey Jackson, is back at Stewart County. He knows everything. He's going to call every play I run. Uh, and I told him it don't matter if they know if it works if you do it right. So uh, these guys got to execute it, and, and they love Coach Jay too. But that's going to be a that, – that game three kind of sets like – I've always said we only have five teams in our region. So if we beat Stewart, we're making the playoffs. Like, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Week three decides the playoffs, you know, because if you lose that game, you, you know, Stewart County is in the same boat. So it's real exciting, and I think we'll be ready for them by then. We've scrimmaged Mount Pleasant and Marshall County, and we've really been humbled. And I don't know if you can tell. I'm kind of beat down right now, and, uh, and I, need, I need some good vibes and energy getting back going. Um, I'm a real confident person and positive, and, and right now Mount Pleasant and Marshall County, either they're really good or we're really bad, one of the two, but we're going to get better. So um, I think you're going to find out those two teams are not quite as good as we made them look, and we're not quite as bad as they made us look. So, Well, this one's for the players. Uh, you know, on that same string with the uh, youth, you guys being seniors, what have you guys done to, to kind of carry uh, help bring those other guys up? Um, We've built very strong relationships with our younger players. Uh, I think some of my best friends are sophomores and freshmen, hanging out with them. Uh, we hang out a lot, and we bring them with us. And we've built a pretty strong bond, because we had a really strong bond with our seniors. So we had to redo that. And I think we've done a great way to do that. And I think we're really tight right now as a team. And we definitely have a lot of potential coming into the season, especially with our young guys. We just some people got to step up. We got to have more dogs on the field. But like what he was saying, we're building the team chemistry. We are making a lot of friendships with them. I'm glad you said that because I'm just thinking about that. Like I see Weston with Wade King all the time, big sophomore yeah, Wade, lineman. Wade's our guy. Yeah, Wade. Wade's our guy. Okay, big redheaded kid, but he's <laughs> gonna be a really good lineman for me, and he's getting these guys to like lean on him. And there's nothing like feeling part of a team, have a senior that's a real good player kind of take you under their wing. Because our sophomores and freshmen are pretty good. I mean, mm -hmm. They just got to grow up, and, and these guys are there. And, uh, and I'm glad they just said that because I have noticed there's a lot of interaction between sophomores, freshmen, seniors, and juniors. And, uh, and I like that. I think the tighter your bond is, the better your team will be. Brad DeShield with Dash to Sports, Independence High School Football. Uh, Coach? I noticed Paige not on your schedule this year. Yeah, we and took you, you guys yeah, instead. Yeah, so you've added independence. So yeah. I'm like, it, you know, talk about that just a little bit. Well, because that Paige thing is always fun, right? I mean, that's always yeah. an opening game. Yeah, Rathbone's mad at me too. He's not, he? he's not happy with me. Which he's <laughs> always like, he's not very, you know, he's not got a lot of care. He's like, he's like, uh, let me think, let me think of a good. Oh, Eeyore, you know, Eeyore, you know, Eeyore the donkey. That's how I feel about Rathbone. But I love Rathbone, and Rathbone is loaded, Coach. I'm telling you, when I say loaded, look, look at this big dude on the cover. Like, I'm, I'm not wanting that problem. I'll be honest with you. I told him. Yeah, look, I, and he's got three or four more like that. All right, so we're having, we graduate 18 starters, and he gets everybody back plus some, and. There's a little lopsided. They're 5A, we're 3A. I mean, yeah. I can do a lot of crying. It didn't work out. I'm not playing Paige week one. Right. So we looked down the road if we could play somewhere else. Right. And nobody in the county could but Indy. And so, of course, we're, Indy. Indy we're looking jumped. forward to having you come. We yeah, really thanks are. a lot. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to come over and give you the best we no, got. No, I know you will. I know uh, But will. I will say we, we talked to Nolansville. We talked to Summit. We talked to Franklin. Uh, I didn't talk to Brentwood. Um, who else is in our uh, county? Um, Ravenwood. Nolan's uh, yeah. Ravenwood. Did not talk to Ravenwood at all. Uh, 
I, I, I like Castro. We've got a big flag rivalry. We're not much on the tackle rivalry. <laughs> he's got two gold balls of mine he's holding for flag football, and uh, I'm going to get those back. But uh, um, I think Paige is just a little bit at that level. And here's the thing. I know still we could compete because our guys like that battle, but it's so long. I can't afford – we're so thin this year, and this is no lie. I've got 56 players. I usually have 75, and the drop-off is a cliff. So if I lose two or three guys in a page game that doesn't matter, it ruins our season, and it's not worth the risk to me. So I had to do a risk analysis, and I decided, hey, Rabbone, you're not worth it. Uh, you know, and he, uh, he, uh, he un unfavorably agreed with me but said he would never run the score up on me. I said, if you're at, telling me you're not going to run the score up, you know what's going on right now. So I'm only saying that to somebody I know I'm going to beat. Like, and uh, so he thought that was funny too. But, uh, and it's no slight to my kids. Look, they've got 1,400 kids to choose from. we got 600. Uh, and, it, and it's not. These two guys can play with Paige. But I don't have a whole team of them that can play with them. So, and, and the same with Indy. Indy's a big school, really good. And, and uh, it'll be good. I wanted to play a county school. And you guys were the only one that worked out on the schedule. Of course, I'm not playing Centennial because Coach Stewart's over. But I would play anybody else that was in the region. So, Oh, Coach Stewart. I didn't see. He just walked in. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Love Coach. Coach Stewart left East Nashville, so we don't got to worry about him no more. So, yeah. Hey, Coach. Uh, Charles with the Williamson Herald here. You, you're talking about some of these younger guys here, smaller team, obviously, too. But if you could just introduce us to some of those names that we'll be knowing a lot more. Obviously, you got these two guys here. But who are some of those younger guys you're excited about? I'm, I'm going to tell you. I, I think that I that one. Go ahead. We got Caden uh, Lee, absolute uh -huh. dog. <laughs> a hundred pound dog, but he's a dog. <laughs> he's a dog. And we got Jax, uh, Maze's little brother. He can, he can throw that thing. I will say Jax McCoy is starting at quarterback. He's a sophomore, and he has really looked good. Uh, he can spin it. He's very confident and calm back there. He's got a little bit of wiggle, and, and uh, he's just a playmaker. I don't know if you saw the state championship game up in Murfreesboro, but he came in and lit it up. He has no fear. And Caden Lee is super fast. I mean, he's just 85 pounds, you know, so he just can't get it. Uh, he needs to keep running all the way up into the stand so nobody grabs a hold of him. But uh, Wendell's right. Those guys are doing good. And, and our big linemen, Charles, we've got big Sam Rude, uh, Wade King. Like, we've got these big linemen, not, not to mention the guys that are their buddies, the seniors that we have. Our D-line is going to be our strength. Allen Reynolds, Bobby Dawson, Tristan Roberts. Then I got these two guys. So our defense has five or six seniors on it, which will help us. Uh, our offense, four, three or four seniors. And uh, – and it'll be a little tough, but we are really having to play both ways. I mean, we really look like a 1-2-A team because you've got to play all your good players all the time. So we're running them, to, we're running them really hard and getting them in shape. And uh, it's a tough thing because I tell them on Fridays, you can't come off the field. Like, you've got to get ready with your body and your mind. And uh, that's what we're working on right now. Um, guys, if you didn't mind, uh, talk a little bit about, I guess, really – embracing that embracing this 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 uh, idea of being a younger team a smaller team all those kind of things what what are the challenges you guys are facing in, in that leadership role um i definitely think it increases being a leader but it also i think it makes being a leader better because you have so much more to lead and people look up to you and you and you have so much more to like people demand so much more out of you um you know i like people thinking we're a younger team they think they don't think we're good as last year but I just like coming in as the underdog so we can come in there and smack them in the mouth. Uh, 
as far as me personally, I'm, I'm going to do a lot more for the team offensively than I did last year. I was a big defensive guy. And, yeah, I think I, I like people knowing that we're little dogs now because you come in there. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been had that target on our back like that. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. And I look forward to it. I like the challenge. I like it, it coming like this. Uh, we're having to work harder. I'll just be honest, Charles. We're, 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 uh, we're in pads a lot more. We're doing the little things, tackling drills, trying to get these guys ready because they haven't seen the Friday night lights. And you know when lights cut on, you, you can't hide them. That's it. Like, it's, you're out there under the spotlight. We run spotlights every day. And, uh, and they know what I'm talking about, but everybody's watching you. So uh, they carry the team. Wendell's a good leader like that. Weston is too. They do things the right way. And like I said, if we're going to have success, those two and the other four or five, we have eight seniors, and only three of them never played football before last year. So we're, we're a really small senior class. I've never had less than 10, and, uh, and usually 14 or 15. But this is a good group, uh, quality, just not in quantity. So look forward to what we're going to do. Thank you, Fairview High School, appreciate it. Up next, making their way up, Centennial High School. Centennial, last year, eight and three, first round in the playoffs to Bartlett. Couple of changes I know everyone's aware of. Centennial, Moving to 5A, playing in the same league as Page and Nolensville. We're excited about that here in WCS. Also, new to the district, coming from East Nashville, head coach Jamal Stewart. Coach Stewart, welcome to WCS. Appreciate you being here. If you would, uh, tell us who you've got with you, and then give us some expectations for the season. Then we'll take questions from the media. Coach Stewart and Centennial High School. Good afternoon, everyone. Today I have Tanner Lee. And Dominique Reed with me. Uh, we're, we're basically we're just going to try to build off last year's success, add my own splash to it, you know, and build culture and have fun and let let these kids understand it's bigger than football. We're going to de develop a family nature, but we're going to have a physical mentality, have fun, be disciplined, and do the best we can to make Friday night fun as well as memorable and uh, develop these kids in life skills and football skills. Coach Dana McLennan from uh, WAKM. Um, what's the transition from where you were coaching last year to this year been like in terms of uh, just culture, atmosphere, all that kind of stuff? And um, uh, there's, a, there's a long lineage that I sort of jokingly call the Crawford 4-3 defense. Everybody in Williamson County runs it. Have you ever heard of it? And will you run it? You, you haven't been from Nashville if you haven't heard that defense. So, or Franklin or wherever you've been in the county. So that's, that's a very popular defense. And uh, well, the transition here has been great. I have tremendous support. The kids love football. The kids have a great culture. They work hard. I just get to coach football, love the kids, develop the kids and have fun. Like I said, my job as the coach is just not to coach them, but to develop them and build relationships with them. So it's just really not about football. It's about having fun and developing the kids to use these skills in football, to use them outside in the real world to prepare them to be great men in the community. As far as scheme-wise, we, we're not the exact same as Coach Crawford in the Williamson County defense, but uh, 
it's a shade of it. We kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, we're more probably going to be a pressure team. We have a lot more athletes. We probably play a little bit more man and zone, uh, man and cover three a little bit more. So it depends on what we're getting on Friday night. So we got some guys that adapt to what we need. So it's, it's going to be a mixture of both. But uh, as far as the transition, I love it. It's great. It's they welcome us with open arms. My family, my my kid, my two little girls love football, and they take care of them like their own. So you know, I love their kids. They love our kids. It's one big family. And I told them when I came here, it's not about football. It's about family. Once you get to that family culture, the kids will run through a wall for you. So, and I just want them to. Know, I'm not. I'm not their football coach. I'm their mentor. I'm their. I'm. A, I'm like the older brother. Uh, and like I said, I'm whatever they need me to be. And that's the culture we're trying to build. And I, I know they trust me and I love them and I know they love me too. And like I said, even the kids welcome me with open arms. They just want to work and get better. That's all that matters. And at the end of the day, if you treat the kids right, they'll, they'll respond to you just the way you need them to. Coach Joe Williams from WAKM Radio and, and Williams and Herald. And, and obviously from where you left, uh, I'd have shot you if you'd gone anywhere except here. But you know that already. Your offense in the past has been kind of wide open. Uh, you like sling the ball some. Is that something else we're going to see? And, and if he does, I see the grins on the faces. You guys looking forward to that being a little more open, wide open? All three of you. Well, uh, first off, well, this team is loaded with talent. Uh, these two young men with me right now, we have two young men in the back that are very successful, Kenai Johnson and DJ Curl. So it's opportunities for everybody to get the ball. And what I love the most is they're selfless. All they care about is it's centennial wins at the end of the day. Someday it's going to be your day. Someday it's not. Someday you might have to run a route where you're not going to be open, but Dominique might be open. Or sometimes you're going to have to block this game because Tanner's going to score. It's just it's a selfless team that love each other. And all they, all they really care about is centennial and developing that, developing that culture. As far as offensive-wise, we have a lot of weapons. What, we have, what we've been focusing on is the guys that I brought with me, my coaching staff, is developing a solid offensive line, making the calls simple. Our, our system is very simple. And just getting the ball in our playmakers' hands. Like I said, it might be Tanner's day, it might be Dom day, it might be DJ's day. We, we don't know whose day it's going to be. Uh, but we just know we're going to game plan to get the ball in our playmakers' hands and however that is, running it or throwing it. So. At East Nashville, we had a rusher for 2,000 yards for the last two years. <laughs> but uh, all, all we care about is W's in developing. Like I told, like my, my method doesn't change. I just want us to play 15 games. At the end of the day, however we get there is how we get there. But I just want this to be special for the senior class and, and the culture and developing something special in Centennial. Guys, you looking forward to this offense being wide open and freewheeling and all those things that we can say? Uh, yeah. Um... Coach Maul, he uh, really opens up the playbook with us. You know, we'll eventually run some trick plays. Or it's really just having fun out there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like the way the offense is set up this year. You know, like he said, it's not just one person getting the ball. It, we can throw it to anybody, even run the ball, even the QB maybe. But, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to this year on this offense. Really looking forward to this year in this offense because he just spreads out everything and then just makes it easier for everybody on the field, and then everything will just be over. 
Hey guys, uh, Charles with the Williamson Herald. Um, looking at the the breakdown, especially for you players coming in here, we're still going to see you know the Franklins, the Summits, the Indies, teams like that too. But dipping into the league with Page and Nolansville, can you talk a little bit about what that transition is going to be like playing these meaningful region games against uh, you know a familiar face, but in a different kind of setting like that? Well, um, I think as a team. We're going to treat, you know, each and every team the same. We're going to prepare the same and play the same all games, you know, practice hard and continue to do what we do. Really, it's just, just game plan for everybody the same as we always do and just play the same every time. Coach, if you don't mind, uh, what, what has been the – the most exciting part of, of this transition for you and, and taking over this program and joining this, this community around here? The best, tra the best transition is in, in the county itself. Uh, in the county itself, it loves football. It makes it special. Uh, it puts it on a platform where it means something on Friday night to uh, high school football. You know what I mean? So Williamson County does a good job displaying high school football and putting them on like, look at this right here. This, this alone says a lot. So, you know, you put your time, your effort into these kids, and they appreciate it. And, and that's, that, says a lot about the, that says a lot about this county, and that's what I've heard. So that's kind of helped me make that decision to trans, transition to this county. And just the kids in general, the, the parents. Like, our parents, we have, I have some of the best parents. Like, at the end of the day, they want their son to be successful, but they want everyone's son to be successful. Because at the end of the day, if everyone's successful, that means Centennial is success, successful. Uh, my Booster Club parents are great. Uh, I get 100 calls, but every one of them is worth it. I promise you that. So, Ms. Williamson back there, her son Cody is our strong safety. He does a great job. A 36 ACT student. So, just got an offer last week. That's great, John Hopkins. So, And we're trying to develop that for our program. We want multiple students to get the, the opportunity to develop to the next level. But uh, I'm just excited about the open arms of this county and the open arms of our school. and you know, what they have to offer for us to be at the next level. Coach Tom Craig with the Tennessean. How much when this job comes open, did you look at, hey, this team had really made some big strides making it to the playoffs. They were contender. For, they were potential first seed going into week 11. How much did that play into it? Say, hey, this is a team that looks like maybe, you know, they made some strides and they're, and they're, they're, they're kind of on an uptick. So I have been paying attention to this program for a while. So even in my younger days of coaching, I was in my early 20s. I was coaching at Metro John Overton. We played Centennial, and they had, you know, the big-name players, and they have the mixture of culture. I love that, when you have the mixture of culture of kids, because that's what the world looks like today, of, you know, everyone working together in one unit. So mm -hmm. I had my eyes on it for a while just because I thought it was a solid program, but I actually seen these guys in the 707 last year at Ravenwood, and I was like, man, these kids look a little different. You know, we wasn't, I wasn't, we didn't have a game. We was just, I was just there watching and I just seen how they mesh well with each other. And, you know, and, and I've had a couple opportunities. People call me about, you know, inquiring about other jobs, but I was comfortable in East Nashville. But when this one opened up, 
I had a couple of friends like, you talked about it, so what are you going to do? And mm -hmm. like I said, I just paid attention to the program. I looked up and seen the films and how the kids were. And, you know, I actually drove to the school when it opened up just to look at the school and drive around. I just mm -hmm. seen, I felt like it was a great opportunity. I mean, it was hard because, you mm -hmm. know, I grew up in East Nashville, you know, so it meant a lot to me. And like I said, I grew up, that's where I grew up at. And I wanted to develop something special there, but that, doing that here is a, a whole nother level. If you can do that here at this school right here, it means we're really coaching, we're really developing kids and we're doing what we're supposed to do. Dominique, uh, the success you guys had last year, um, how much does it give you confidence going to this year and then also playing in 5A where if, you know you give up some of the Williamson County rivalries, but you pick up the page, you, you've got the page rivalry and the Nolensville rivalry. I mean, just talk about this, this season. Um, Last season, I feel like that gives us a boost of confidence knowing that we're capable of making it that far. And I guess us going down, I guess we have a better chance uh, to go basically all the way. And that's what we're striving for, to play 15 games. Tanner, what's your coach like? Give us, tell me a story about him that no one else knows. Or Dominic, you want to say it? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, basically, kind of at the end of the practice, we'll do like a seven-on-seven seven offense versus defense. And uh, Coach Maul, he'll just he'll argue and just bitter to the other coaches or whatever while I'm talking trash. And hopefully, like, he'll, talk, he'll call a play or something to get on the coach's nerves and beat the defense. And I mean, you know, it's everybody just having fun out there, like kids or something like that. But I mean, you know, it's cool. Well, basically, we're not going to go home to the offense wins. So that's kind of the plan. So I mean, at the end of the day, we'll be there to eight, as long as the offense wins. So and at the end of the day, we want to have fun. But the thing about it is, it's more mental than people realize. Like, we do things like we play dodgeball and things like that a couple of times. But that's working on agility. So if I throw them routes and stuff in open space, you got to be able to make, make, them, make someone miss. They thought we were just playing dodgeball. Well, that's part of our agility conditioning phase. So it's a little mental stuff like that. So when they see the offense and defensive coaches going at it and we care about it so much and we're trying to compete to win, it fires them up too. So now the offense and defense picked it up another level. So I try. I wanted to give them what I want them to put out basically every day. So it practice, be, practice does be a little fiery at times, but we have fun and we do stuff the right way. So. How, long, how often are you playing really late until until the offense wins up? Is that? You know, it, it really don't happen that much. You know, we usually win 99% of the time. But, you know, sometimes we would do seven on seven and our D coordinator drops eight. So, you know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of – they got to do a little bit extra. So, we, I'm pretty good at scheming stuff up and having fun. But at the end of the day, man, as long as the kids are having fun, that's what we, that's what we plan on doing. Coach Chris Brooks, 615 Preps. Uh, we know about the struggles you had at East Nashville with the, the, the field situation, and not, and now they're getting turfed this year. But how do you think the offense is going to translate for you to turf now that you've got it at Centennial? So the best thing about our, our, our location is we have grass and turf field, a practice field. I finally got a practice field, everybody. So that will be nice. But, you know, we can transition on, depending on who our opponent is. So if our opponent has grass field, we can practice on top of the hill. Or, you know, if most of our, if we're playing in county, it'll be turf field. So, you know, it just it just depends on what we're doing. The opportunity to have both is really a blessing, you know. So 
our guys don't take it for granted and you know things like that stuff where we that i used to ask for we we have it and but these kids don't take it for granted you know they're excited to be out there if we had to go practice in the parking lot they'll practice 100 percent hard every day just because it's an opportunity to get better with their brothers looking at the schedule i mean the state set the region schedule but they did y'all kind of a favor by giving y'all kind of spread out with the region games this year and you get an off week before page how important is that going to be for that final stretch I, it's pretty good. Like I told uh, Dr. Dyson, I was like, I don't know what we have to do, but make sure we stay in 5A. So uh, <laughs> I like that draw a little bit better. But uh, basically, um, I mean, at the end of the day, we, we don't sleep on anyone. You know, at the end of the day, we're just going to play. Like they said, we're going to play everyone with respect and develop and pregame and prep just like we would anyone else. But at the end of the day, we know Paige and Oldsville, they're very tough opponents. Hillsborough is going to be a little bit better this year. So our region is a tough I – mean, it's a decent region. But like I said, where I'm from, I'm used to scheduling tough opponents anyway. So, you know, we're going to treat these like it's Alcoa again, you know. So at the end of the day, we're going to we're going to act like this game is the most important game. So like having a break before Paige, it give us extra week, but it's not a break. But it's just allowing us a ability to work a little bit more. So we know they're going to be they're well coached and we know they're going to be ready for it. So we've got to make sure we're ready for it as well. Dominic Tanner, this one's for you guys. The way you guys kind of finished last season. You all were right there for a region championship week 11. Um, what was that experience like and how do you think that's going to help you this year in this new region? Um, having that experience, uh, I guess it gives us more confidence and uh, like more knowing to how the feeling is and what to do in these in different type of moments. Maybe like uh, clutch fourth down, doing what it takes to make winning plays and you know, whatever it takes to win. Well, really, we'll just do it. It'll just help us get confidence and just keep wanting to win and don't want to go home since it's going to be our last year playing in high school. Yeah, so. Back here, Chris Bozen with Raptor Athletics Live covering Ravenwood. And first for the players and then for Coach, uh, Dominic and Tanner have been watching you guys play basketball and football since middle school. And I wanted to ask you got about in an era where we seem to see transfers on a daily and weekly basis, you've evidently made a commitment back then to stay public school, stay together, and to play two sports. And I wonder if you could reflect on that decision and now going into your senior year, what it's meant to you to represent Centennial. Well, um, growing up, I always wanted to be a Centennial Cougar because, you know, my siblings had went here before. And just that feeling that when you're like community and all your friends and everybody's counting on you, you know, I like that feeling. And whenever we're on top, I want everybody to be on top with us. And that's what we're striving for here. Well, growing up, I always wanted to be a Centennial Cougar because my brother went there. And we just all wanted to go to school with each other since we was little anyway, and just wanted always, and just always wanted to win. And coach, I know you mentioned earlier your 36 score from Cody Williamson. What does that mean to have a player that brings that, that uh, mental acuity to the game, not only the, the physical talents, but that, that mental side as well? Well, it, it rubs off on everyone. They're like, he's a great leader uh, in the classroom and then on the field. So that's what you want. You know, I have a team full of a senior class is loaded with talent. 
like I said, they're they're all smart. You know, they they push each other to be better on the field, off the field, uh, be better individuals for you know their you know their siblings and things of that nature too. So just having someone with those attributes just only boosted up. Like he's really good at understanding what to expect from the defense or the offense because he's like I say he's a strong safety. And uh, just being smart, being where you're supposed to be, and just help getting everyone lined up. And like I said, it's it's a team unit, it's a family unit. Everyone holds each other accountable. Uh, his his opposite side, DJ Curl, he, he's, which is in the back, he plays the other outside linebacker. They're all units. Like I said, it's a unit of one more. Everybody, they're in, they're interchangeable. So you know what I'm saying. So they coach each other and work with each other on both sides. So you know we're hip, we're basically up the base or up the speed of what we're trying to do. So everyone knows each other's job. So if someone needs a break, we can rotate someone. And then, like I said, because they're always helping each other. Like we had a film study today, and then everybody was just basically helping each other get better or, or giving them tips on what we should have did here or what we do right or wrong in that case. So, Hey, Jamal. Tyler Palmitz here, Main Street Preps. Uh, what, if you could, what, what is one rule in high school football that you would change if you could? Mm, probably dead period. Um, it's a very, very important time, but I really wish, uh, I really wish it wouldn't, probably not two weeks or, you know, of that, of that stint. I, I, I enjoy the break, but I wish it was some kind of activity they can do as a unit together. But other than that, I, I don't have complaints because they don't fix anything, really, for the most part. But dead period, it's important because it's family time, but I really wish they could still, like, be on campus working out on their own or something like that. But other than that, probably that. Thank you, guys. Brad DeShield with Dash to Sports covering Independence High School. Um, Coach, I looked at your schedule. How do the first three games set up your season? Like, you're, you have moved to the 5A division, but your first three games are 6A teams right in the, you know, right in the bulk of every one of those teams will be fighting for a, you know, a spot in Williamson County in the 6A region. Talk, talk about that a little bit, how that's going to set your season, how that sets your team up a little bit for the games that you come. Not that the teams you're playing are any less, but maybe that's some influence there. How's that work? Well, basically, game one is very big for us right now just because it's the Battle of Franklin. Uh, you, that's one that matters the most. You want to really win that, and you want to develop a culture of what we're trying to – a staple in what we're trying to build. Uh, we know those three teams we're going to play are well-coached teams. And I'm telling you right now, I'd rather play well-coached teams than, you know, unsound teams because it's easier, easier to prepare for. And, that's, and, that, and I, when I say that, I mean preparation, not in, in victory. But uh, they're well coached, and we know if our kids can play solid football versus them, we're in the right direction. And uh, like I said, there are three well coached teams. It's going to be great crowds. It's you know it's it's Williamson County teams, so it's going to be very exciting. And like I said, the coaches are, I'm good friends with all of them already, so they welcome me with open arms. And I knew a couple of those guys before I even got here, so I'm excited. I know the boys are excited, and just winning in your district, winning in your your county, winning in your uh, area is very, very important in trying to develop the right culture in what we're trying to build here. Thank you, Coach Stewart and Centennial. Great job. Thank you, guys. Is anybody thinking this is a great fit besides me? Great job, Coach. Appreciate it.
Independence High School's up next. Coach Stidham and Independence, if you guys will make your way up here. As they make their way up, Independence five and six last year. First round, Houston High School. Coach Scott Stidham in year two. As he makes his way up here, Coach, if you'll go in the middle, have the players on the outside. Appreciate you guys being here. Coach Stidham, as we get started here, if you would, introduce who you've got with you. Also give us some expectations for the season. We'll turn over questions to the media. Again, Independence High School, Coach Scott Stidham. Thanks, Coach Joins, for having us. This is such a, a cool event for our kids and our program to be here. And, and not everyone gets to do this, so some we're really excited about being a part of. We have uh, Braden Needham, who will play uh, running back and uh, corner for us, two-year returning starter at corner. And Luke McNeely, who will play a defensive back and quarterback and maybe receiver. Who knows? He's going to play somewhere. But uh, two guys that played a lot for us last year that we sure are excited leading our football team on and off the field. Um, our, our expectations are high because we're independents, and independents had a great program before we got here. And uh, we want to continue to build on it and continue to be something special here. Uh, I, I heard a great quote this uh, offseason that said, uh, rosters change, expectations don't. And so our expectations don't change even though we lost 25 great seniors. And our schedule's tough. We've got a, a tough non-region schedule, but we're excited about it. Excited about the challenge of, of going to Oakland in a few weeks and challenge ourselves against the best. And then we know it's a, a tough region that we played in last year. And then we're just excited to see where we measure up and uh, let some of these guys continue to grow and, and develop as football players and men in our program. Yeah, for the players, uh, Coach just mentioned that game against Oakland. That's Not everybody gets to do that, to play a, a three-time defending champion. Uh, can you just explain maybe if it, how excited you are to get that opportunity and how it could maybe help you considering, you know, you got a lot of other tough games after that? Um, I think it's a great opportunity for us uh, and for other people to see uh, how we're going to come out this year. And uh, I think there's no what, better, better way to start your season. Um, just gives us a great opportunity to set us up for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, um, we're very excited. You know, you see that game on the schedule and you think they're the three-time defending state champions and you want to go out there and uh, compete with them and uh, prove to yourself that uh, you can play with those guys and play with the best. And for Scott, uh, what is one high school football rule you would change if you could? Oh, man, I, I think – you know, one right now I would think about is I wish the season would, would start a little bit later. I mean, we just had a scrimmage in July, you know, last Friday night. It's just crazy to, to play a foot, real football game August 18th. So uh, dealing with the heat, and we started teacher meetings today and having to practice early in the morning. That's one I'd, I'd like to is just push it back a little bit. But I understand you. then you run into basketball, which runs into baseball, so it's tough for the TWSLA, but – I think it would help us a lot if we push football back more to the fall instead of the summer. How much later would you want to move it back? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, give me one, one to two weeks. Uh, I think it's plenty. You know, again, you shouldn't scrimmage on July 29th, in, in my opinion. So 
uh, pushing it back, maybe starting full pads the, the 1st of August, somewhere around there, I think would just, just that little bit of time would be helpful. Thanks, guys. Back here in the back, Chris Bozen with Raptor Athletics Live covering Ravenwood and coaching players. I wanted to ask you guys, Independence does a great job with your support, with your, your environment, your energy, the fans, the student section, those things. How much impact did the run that basketball and baseball put together this spring motivate the players and the coaching staff to have a similar maybe experience this fall? Um, I think they set a high standard for our sports at Independence. So uh, it just motivates us to keep up with them, I guess, and uh, compete our best like they did. Yeah, I think it just creates a, a winning atmosphere and a winning spirit that we obviously want to continue and uh, allow the students to uh, keep just hyping us up and uh, supporting us. Well, I think it's contagious, I hope. You know, I think uh, one team wins and it continues on. And I think our school and the support we get starts with our principal, Dr. Patton. And she wants our kids at games and the support we get and the atmospheres we get. You know, our, our PA announcer is Matt Rogers, who's also the PA announcer for the Titans. So, you know, the atmosphere we get on Friday night and for our basketball games is really special. But we love seeing other teams' success. You know, I, my favorite part of spring break was watching our basketball team play. And I love getting to go watch our, our baseball team in the spring fling. So that's something we want to strive to. And, and Independence football has been there before. And, and we're working really hard to try to get there again. And lastly, Coach, uh, you've been hit with that transfer bug a little bit. You, Cody Bogach goes out east. I wanted to ask you about your quarterback position and going into this season, what your expectations are there. Well, we're going to put a really good athlete back there who's going to help us win football games. Uh, Luke McNeely's one of them. I would say if we played today, he's in the lead. And uh, Steele Katina's getting reps also. They're battling. But both of those kids, I would say, are high-character kids that are tough, that are great football players. Not great quarterbacks, but they're great football players that are probably going to play defensive back on, on some level and playing college football next year. So I feel really confident about it. I know on Thursday night, August 17th, I'm going to sleep really good knowing one of those guys is going to be behind center for us. Coach over here, Danny McClendon with WAKM. Uh, came over to Williamson County uh, last year. Uh, what do you think you learned last year, if anything, that you'll do differently or apply this year? Oh, that's a great question. I know that you play great football teams every week, and there's nowhere to hide, that's for sure. Um, but I don't know that we've done much different. Our, our coaching staff's a little bit different. We're more comfortable with each other. These players understand what, what's expected in our program, what we want to do. And uh, some of our schemes have changed probably to be better to give our players a position to make plays. And uh, we kind of geared stuff towards the talent that we have, and we're excited about it. And all I know is I have fun coaching these guys because they show up every day to work, and that makes our job really easy as football coaches. Uh, other than the players you brought with you, who are we going to be talking about on your team in October? I think uh, – I hope there's a lot of them. Uh, I think you go with Steel Katina, who will be playing somewhere for sure. Uh, Justice Duarte is a linebacker that's had an outstanding spring and summer. Reese Pickering and, and Hunter Burton are back for us at outside linebacker, two of our 
offensive lineman Miles Matheny and Hunter McDuffie are also back for us. Uh, Cam Howard's had a great summer as a receiver for us. Ryan Holloway's back as a defensive back. So we have probably about five or six kids back that started for us uh, last year on, on one side of the ball or the other. So we're excited about the foundation. We got to find some young kids that will step up and grow up. But uh, those are some young guys we're really excited about, or some seniors we're excited about what they're going to do for us along with these two. Coach uh, Brad DeShield, Astro Sports. Uh, good to see you, Luke and Braden. You guys had a great scrimmage the other night. Um, I saw a lot of different things. Saw a lot of players that, again, I'm looking down in the roster because I had to look at their numbers and their names. Um, how how did you feel about the scrimmage and, and the, the success? I know you still a lot of work to do, but how did you feel after scrimmaging NBA and, and really doing a really good job against them? Well, I think uh, – after watching film, we, these guys and all of us saw a lot of things we still need to work on, but I also think there were some positives that we can build on against a great team like NBA, which is going to prepare us for the Oaklands and the Ravenwoods and Brentwoods and everybody else that we got to play as we go into our schedules. But I thought our kids competed hard. I didn't think they were intimidated by one of the best programs in the state. So uh, something to build on for sure. And, and they came back today and had a great practice. So that's what is going to help us build, having great days day after day. thought your defense looked really good on Friday night, um, holding NBA several times to where they weren't gaining a lot of yards. Talk about that, because Indy has struggled in years gone by with defense. We've always been trying to outscore the opponent as opposed to actually stopping the opponent. I saw a different team on Friday night, or at least it looked that way in scrimmage. Um, and then also, Coach, and players both, um, how much is the, the coaching on the defensive side? You've got Blaine Bishop in there. You've got a couple of guys coming in there coaching. Talk about their impact on that defense. Well, I'll start with uh, Coach Taylor Burks leads our – as our defensive coordinator, leads our defensive staff. And, and I don't know that we've done anything necessarily different other than put our kids in position to make plays and put them in that best spot. And, you know, we don't have – uh, a senior or a junior or we don't have a senior in our program that's God was born a quarterback and so we got to do th some things differently and, and we're going to have to play good defense but we also got to find ways to score points too uh, but I, I was pleased again when you swarm the football and play really hard good things happen on defense and so we learned some things today we got to get better at technique wise and and scheme wise and if we do that well I think we have a chance to have a good football team. Uh, having Coach Blaine as my uh, corners coach has been great. You know, it's a blessing to have a, a former NFL player to teach you t uh, different types of techniques and things that you can do to just be better all around. And uh, he's a great coach and a great person, so I'm glad to uh, be coached by him. And uh, I got Coach McAllister uh, coming from the college level, so he's got a lot of experience, and uh, he's just coached us up really well. And uh, – yeah. Okay, guys, players, would you rather play offense, defense? Do you have a choice that, like, a preference? I mean, obviously, you're good at both. Um, which is your choice on that? Um, I like having the ball in my hands, but that's a hard decision because I also like hitting people. So I can't really decide. I'll just play whatever. Yeah, I'm with Luke. I, I, I just like playing football. Uh, offense, defense, special teams, whatever. I just like playing.
coach, Tom Craig of the Tennessee, and you have a couple of former former NFL guys, a couple of former Titans, I believe, on the roster, uh, on their coaching um, roster, Blaine Bishop and uh, Dexter McCluster. Was Dexter there last year? Yeah, he was our running back coach last year. Yes, sir. Right. What is having those two guys, and I know Blaine's new uh, this year, what do those two add to the staff? And obviously they have a – a lot of they have a lot of professional experience. What, what do they bring to your staff? Well, they bring a lot of energy. First of all, positive energy. They show up every day because they understand the work that it takes, and and they come in every day with great attitudes. Let alone their knowledge of the game. Uh, but we tell all our coaches when we're interviewing, looking for coaches, the number one thing we want are coaches who love kids, and they're willing to work hard and be loyal to this program. And those three check every box. They do a great job. They just enjoy being around the game, being around our football players and uh, they teach it and I, I told both of them if they'd never played in the NFL I'd want them coaching for us because they're great teachers of the game of football and uh, that's a huge advantage for us for sure. Guys what do you think when you see Blaine Bishop uh, coaching uh, in your secondary what, what's your thoughts on when you see him out back there? Uh, it, it's very cool you know to have him to come to practice and then you can go home and look up his his highlights and it's just very cool to see that uh, and just be able to talk to him and interact. He's, he's a funny guy, and yeah, great to have him around. Yeah, just being able to talk to him, and uh, uh, it's just pretty cool to play in front of them, uh, show them what we got. Uh, yeah. Oh, he likes to talk on the radio. Does he talk a lot in practice to you guys? Oh, yeah. He makes some, some comments for sure. Your first question should have been, did they even know who Blaine Bishop was other than being a radio? I mean, he played a long time ago. Well, I imagine you guys at least Googled the name. Yeah, we did. <laughs> had you heard of him, though? I mean, truth be told, I mean. Uh, I had not. <laughs> had you? Uh, no, no. So did you, did you seriously Google him? Yeah, no, I went home, and uh, the hitman was his nickname. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> These guys, what happened yesterday is a long time ago. You know, they're on about social media, so. That's right. Hey guys, uh, Charles with the Williamson Herald. For, for the players really here, thinking about, uh, we talked a little bit about the, the toughness of the schedule and opening up with some, some amazing, talented teams and programs, been playing for championships, winning championships, things like that. What are we gonna learn about this independence team through those first couple weeks of, of actual regular season games? I'd say you're gonna le learn how tough we are. We're gonna go out there and we're gonna, we're gonna compete. Uh, no matter win or lose, you're gonna we're gonna show how tough we are, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you're gonna see how physical we are. Um, if if we come out the more physical team, we're definitely gonna win. So you're you're gonna come see us compete every single game, no matter how good the team is. And um, I think I think we'll hold our ground against every team we play. Coach, uh, my friend Dana had asked a question like this similarly, and uh, it was like, uh, what are you going to have to do blank to be successful? And what are, we, what are you going to have to do to be at the top of this region? What, is, what are those fill in the blanks to be able to be excited about that October 27th game and knowing that you guys might be right at the top there? Yeah, that, we, we have to start by making sure we've got five great offensive linemen. And that's the key for every team right now. We return two starters, but we have about seven kids battling to be in those five spots. And two are sophomores and that have really had a great fall, but we're excited about that. But if you don't have five offensive linemen, 
that you can count on. It's hard for any offense to move. So I think it starts with them. And we're excited about them. And then getting some young kids to, to continue to grow and add depth. You know, at the, our whole programs, we have 135 kids out 9 through 12. It's about developing kids to get them better every day. So we had kids last year that were playing a JV game on Monday night that now have to step up and play on Friday. But we've, we've been coaching them and developing them and getting them ready, then they have to help us. And so when the lights come on on August 18th, it's going to be really bright for a lot of them. But these are two that have been there, and uh, we have enough experience coming back that can hopefully help them breathe and hopefully help them run through the banner without tripping and uh, do all those things that are really important. But uh, those are keys for us to develop some depth and then make sure we have, uh, you know, have a chance to play something special in late October. Coach Stidham, Independence High School, thank you guys. Up next, we've got Nolansville High School. Good job, gentlemen. Good job, Coach. Thank you. Good job, man. Coach Derek, you guys make your way up. Nolensville High School, 12 and 1 last year. Quarterfinals, Page High School, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, I feel like their games with Page last year were instant classics, uh, both the regular season game and the playoff game. Uh, something else I was thinking about before we uh, came up here is, you know, name a program that's had a better four, five, six-year run than Nolensville. Uh, you take a look at how they've gone deep in the playoffs. I know they've got a different kind of team this year in terms of their youth. I'll be interested to hear what Coach Derek's comments are, but uh, I think it's one of those things that they opened up a few years ago. They're, they're not the new school anymore. They're, they're a very established Williamson County school, and we appreciate Coach Derek and what he's done for that program. Coach Derek of Nolensville, Coach, if you'll introduce who you've got with you and then follow up with some expectations this year, we'll take questions. Coach Derek, Nolensville. Thank yep. you, Coach. Thank, thank you, Darren, and thank you for organizing this event. First off, I want to thank everybody for being here uh, and what you do for high school football. Uh, to my left here, I have uh, Jackson Vandy, who's a tight end outside linebacker for us. He was a starter on last year's defense, also mixed in a little bit uh, at the tight end position on offense. And then to my right, I have Ty Collins, who was our backup quarterback last year, and he will be our starting quarterback this year. Uh, we returned three starters on offense and four starters on defense. So there's a lot of opportunities right now in our football program. We're trying to identify, um, you know, who's going to replace a lot of production that was lost off last year's offense and defense. Uh, and at the same time, uh, try to develop some depth at certain positions. So uh, we're excited about the season. We're excited about, um, about, you know, the opportunities that some of our players are going to have to step up this year. Um, and again, as coaches, our job is to develop them, coach them up, and then it's the player's job to go out there and execute. So we'll, we'll be a, a young, younger football team, a little inexperienced this year, I'd say. So uh, I always say there's no substitute for live game reps. So uh, like, like Coach Stidham just said, those, those lights are going to be really bright in those first few games for, for some of our guys. But we're excited about what we've seen uh, all the way through our winter workout program to spring ball uh, in the seven-on-sevens and now uh, having one scrimmage in. So. Uh, again, excited about the season, excited about uh, these two guys I have up here with me tonight. And with that, I'll open it up for any questions. Uh, this is for Ty. Uh, Tyler Palmatier with Main Street Preps. Uh, you know, Paul just mentioned just three starters back on offense. What has that been like for you as, as a quarterback coming in as a starter for the first time, uh, being able to lead a group uh, that, that hasn't maybe been together very much and, and kind of getting everybody organized? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be like leading a brand new group. I mean, I've known the guys for a while. Um, it's obviously we, we don't have that many returning guys. Um, I would say with the returning guys we do have, there are definitely some uh, like key players. I will say, but it's it's definitely going to be. It's I, I think we'll do pretty good for the season. So. Yeah. What did you learn from Colby last year? I would say, I mean, Kobe. Kobe taught me how to be like a good leader. He showed, he obviously. I mean, he showed me how to read defenses. I mean, he, he was just a great guy in general. Great quarterback. Uh, I've got all the good things to say about him, but I mean, I learned learned a lot from him. And not not every uh, and this could be for both players. Not every school has, not even every school has a rival. You guys have had this great rivalry with Paige the last few years and these these great late season matchups. Um, how has that kind of shaped this program in a way and, and maybe made you guys a little stronger just having played those games? Right. I, I mean, I think I think our rivalry with Paige, I mean, that's obviously one of our, our biggest games of the year. Um, I think that makes us stronger. Um, I mean, every time we play them, I think we, you know, we, want, we want to win that game a little more, obviously. But I think, I think as a whole, it brings us together a little more. Yeah. Um, every time we see Paige on our schedule, it's always we mark the date. We're ready for that game. Um, it's a little more intense in practice. So, um, I feel like that's um, a little more high-intense game than any other ones in the season. And for Paul, if you could change one uh, high school football rule, what would that be? Oh, man. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a rule, but, um, you know, with, with the heat and the heat policy, and, and I understand, you know, our job as coaches, number one job is to keep our players safe. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely hot, and you've got certain restrictions when it gets to certain temperatures, and, you got to alter your schedule as coaches sometimes. You may have to go early in the morning. It just, you know, it just, to me, would make maybe a little more sense to push it back a couple weeks just to where you're not, you know, having to deal with the heat as much. Um, that, that would be one thing I think, I think you could look at. Um, I know it's not, not necessarily a rule, but, um, you know, I think I know I heard Coach Stidham talk about it. I know he and I have talked about that as well. But that would be one thing that I, I think it would be good to look at. Chris Bozen with Raptor Athletics Live covering Ravenwood. I uh, wanted to ask you guys about that scrimmage last week. Uh, it's the first time out, but what did the players see in terms of Ravenwood's side of the football? Something we'd like to hear since you don't meet in the regular season, won't be giving anything away. And coach, the same from you, from that scrimmage, what did you think of, of the Raptors offensively, defensively? Yeah, um, I think they were really strong um, on offense and on defense. Um, their offensive line was obviously really big. Um, I know their running back, he is injured. Went down with an injury, but um, I know he's really good. So um, overall, I think they're just a really good team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they had a they had a really strong defensive line. Um, they were pen, they penetrated us a few times. Uh, they had very they got fast corners. So, I mean, all good good things about Ravenwood. They're a good team in general. Yeah, I think they're put together pretty good on defense. I think they got a, a strong front seven. And then what really impressed me was was the, their secondary and how they flew around. I mean, those safeties were really triggering. Uh, fitting up in the run game, the corners were triggering, you know, on, on our screen game, and you know we, we had a difficult times, difficult time at times blocking them on the perimeter. So I thought, I thought they flew around on defense. I thought they were physical, and then offensively, you know, I, I think they do some really good things schematically uh, that put you in a bind. Um, and they got you know, the, the Hubbard kid; he, he hit us with a big screen for a touchdown. So I think they have um, a, a really stout defense, and I think they they have a really good potential on offense. I think they're trying to find a quarterback right now. Um, but I think once they get it all figured out that they're going to be all right. Is that a game you'd like to see as a regular season game? We'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> and, and lastly, for Ty, you've been, I don't know that there's been many players that have been to more camps the last two years than you. What has the experience been like for you? Has it been valuable, something you've enjoyed? 
I, I, I think it's been an amazing experience for me. Um, I've been I've been to a ton of camps over the past two years, just trying to get myself out there in front of college coaches. It's been it's been it's been an experience. It's been a journey. Uh, I'm happy where I'm at now. It's, I'm ready for the ready for the season to get started. And I want to say this about Ty. You know, he he uh, he knew that he was going to have to go to a lot of camps. You know, sitting behind Kobe for two years. You know, the, the way things are right now in today's game, it'd have been very easy for you know you can only play one quarterback, right? It'd been very easy for Ty to you know, go transfer or do whatever that a lot of a lot, a lot of stuff you see nowadays. But, you know, he stuck it out. He sat behind Kobe. He was, you know, our backup quarterback and he's learned. And I'm just so proud of him for, for sticking it out. You know, he's a Nolensville kid and now he's going to get an opportunity to be the starting quarterback um, at Nolensville High School. And I'm just so proud of him and so excited for him this senior year. Hey, Coach. Uh, Charles with the Williamson Herald here. Um, with so many fresher faces, younger faces there, do you mind maybe giving us a rundown on some of those guys we'll be, we'll be paying attention to a little more, joining these guys who will be saying lots of names, things like that? Yeah, well, we haven't really – we've still got guys competing, but some, some of the guys – and I think our receiving core is the main thing, obviously, that you know we lost all those guys, a lot of production. But there's been a lot of guys step up. You know, we talk about a, a Landon Smotherman, a Caleb Farr. Uh, um, then you got um, – yeah. Uh, Oliver Bender, who's a sophomore, he's flashed and done some really good things. And then there's several other guys that are that are in the mix there. And then, um, you know, I mentioned having three starters back on on offense, and I included Zion in that because he was, you know, pretty much a one-two combo last year with Sampson. So we'll have him back, and then you got to find some depth there at running back, and then develop some some offensive linemen. Um, and then defensively, um, we got a, a sophomore, Josh Hicks, at corner, who's done some really good things. Uh, Trey McTory was our backup strong safety last year. Uh, and then Jackson Rigdon, he was uh, he was injured last year. We got him back, and he he's probably going to play that free safety position. So we've got to find another corner, got to find um, you know a, an inside backer, uh, and then develop some depth on the defensive line. So uh, I, I, again, I think we've we've got some pieces. I think um, we got to continue to coach him, and I think that it's just going to be a matter of those guys playing on Friday nights to get that experience, and and hopefully we can continue to get to get better as the season goes on. Guys, what are you doing to kind of lead and, and get some of these younger guys further along? Um, obviously, being in the system, being a part of it for so long, what are you guys doing to try to help everyone out? Yeah, so last year I was kind of leading by example. This year I'm stepping more into like um, leading vocally and um, kind of riling everyone together to, um, you know, like play as a team, be gritty, um, you know, all the stuff we look for in a good football team. So I think that's a step that I've, take per I've taken personally, um, just to step up more. Um, more vocally as a leader. Yeah, for me, I, I've always like try. I try to lead by example. Um, obviously, some of the backup quarterbacks, I tr I'll try to coach them up. They ever make a mistake or their footwork's off. Um, yeah, I just try, always try to lead by example. Um, coach, I know we we close out there with that that great rivalry matchup against a Page team, but to have a Centennial join in this league there as well too. Can you talk a little bit about what this region's kind of shaping up to have some some really great Williamson County action here again? Yeah, it's, I'm, we're excited about getting in a new region and to kind of go back to the, the question about that was asked about Paige earlier. You know, what, what Paige getting in our region kind of did for us was it kind of gave us a natural Williamson County rivalry. That's something that we've never had because we've been 4A and, you know, didn't really have a rivalry with any Wilco team. So having them in there and then now to have Centennial in there, um, I, think, I think those are going to be some awesome environments on Friday night. Uh, we're excited about that. And then you mix in those, those metro schools. Uh, the, the, that'll be a challenge for us as well. So we're excited about the new region. Um, I'm most excited because really don't have to travel too much uh, in, in those region games. Uh, but yeah, we're excited about it. I think, I think that it's going to be going to be a fun, fun region for us.
Coach Chris Brooks, 615. Perhaps want to piggyback on what Charles just said about that page game. That This year it's a Thursday night to end the year. Um, is that going to really change anything for that game, or is it just kind of ramping up even more knowing that you don't have – one less day to prepare. Yeah, we'll just bump everything up a day. So we don't we don't bring the kids in on the weekends. Uh, coaches come in and meet on Sundays, put the game plan together. So we'll probably come in earlier on Sunday as coaches, and then bring the kids in that evening and, and do our do our Monday, and then Monday will be our Tuesday. Tuesday will be our our our, our Wednesday, and then we'll, we'll go play on Thursday. Um, but yeah, we just bump everything up a week. So I mean a day. Ty, this one's for you. you. You've got all these really new receivers to work with this year. What's the process been like for you kind of getting that rapport with them and getting them up to speed to get ready for this year? Yeah, so, I mean, I, for my guys, I've been trying to – every weekend I try to get them out there. I mean, I, I think I've definitely developed with these new receivers. Um, I've definitely, over this past few months, I've gotten out on the field with them, just trying to throw, get timing down and everything. So I, I've definitely, definitely got good, uh, like, just in general with the, these receivers. Jackson, the way the defense it was not returned a lot of guys last this year. Um, what do you want to do as a leader on that side of the ball? Yeah, so one thing um, for me is that I understand the whole defense, not just my position. Um, I understand what the safeties need to do, what the line needs to do, so I can help um, when I see a player doing something wrong or confused. I can help them um, kind of know what to do. So. Yeah, Jackson's an extremely smart individual, for one, but he's an extremely smart football player. And I think where he's grown the most is kind of, you know, most kids you're doing a good job just to get them to understand what they're supposed to do. And Jackson kind of understands the, the bigger picture of the defense. So he's, he's kind of really worked hard on, on understanding uh, the game of football. And, and he's just been a, a huge asset for us on defense just with his knowledge and, and how kind of savvy and smart he is uh, on that side of the ball. Coach Dana McClendon, WAKM. Um, as far as your roster goes, we're we going to see any sophomores playing a lot of time, and if so, who? Uh, we we have some sophomores right now that are in the mix. Uh, I mentioned Josh Hicks um, at, at corner. He's also a running back. Uh, we're we're, we're kind of struggling with, you know, we don't want to put too much on a sophomore's plate, uh, but he's one guy that's really flashed. And then uh, Oliver Bender, receiver, is another one. Uh, and then there, there's a, there's a few others that that. Um, are in the mix as well. But yeah, I could see um, a scenario where, where you, you might see some sophomores out there now as a coach that, that it's a little worrisome sometimes when you, when you have to play those young kids, but you know, they're, they're, they're good athletes. There's a reason why they're in the mix. They've, they've proven that they can, they can make plays for you. So we'll, we'll try to give, give them some confidence, uh, make it simple for them, uh, and then just let them go play football. But yeah, I think there, there could be a, a two, three sophomores that'll play for us this year. Uh, sort of a similar question. Um, if we're if we're sitting here in October and you're in a position to to win the region, it will be because you figured out what that was a question for you in July. I think we uh, are are inexperience will have uh, come a long way. Uh, we will have gotten better uh, week to week, um, and then you know offensively, I think it's going to come down to to the receivers and Ty kind of getting in sync. Um, you know, breaking in a new quarterback and breaking in a new a new cast of characters there, uh, and then defensively, you know, um, you know, stopping the run and, and not giving up any explosive plays.
coach. Tom Crager at the Tennessee. And you guys have done so well with the passing game, the running game. I mean, you've had Samson, it seems like, forever. Yeah. Um, you know, quarterback you had forever. What – is it too early, or have you figured out what this identity might be? Is this a team that's going to be a little more pass-heavy? Is it going to be a run-heavy? I think you mentioned you're looking for more run support to add with Zion. What do you think offensively the identity of this team in 2023 might be? Well, first off, I, I say it to our team every year. Uh, number one, each team has to create its own identity, right? So we can't rely on past year's success. The success is not a continuum. You can't just assume that you're going to go out and win. Um, now, to have, have the expectations to win is a good thing, but – you have to, um, you know, you have to understand that each team has to go out and create its own identity. So I think, as a team, we're trying to trying to create that identity right now. And I think right now our, our identity is we're going to play hard. Our kids are going to fight. Uh, we may make mistakes, but but our kids are going to battle. They're going to play hard. Uh, offensively, um, I think you know we, we kind of just do what we do. You know, and just based on what we have, you know, at certain positions we try to maximize those strengths, and then we try to minimize our weaknesses. I think our offensive staff and our offensive coordinator, Coach Curran, does a great job of, 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 of doing that, of trying to maximize uh, what our players can do and, and, and kind of hiding what maybe our weaknesses are. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really know exactly how to answer that question right now. Um, I think we kind of just do what we do. If we need to drop back and throw it, then we'll do that. If we can run it, we'll do that. I think we are going to maybe incorporate some more quarterback run stuff this year with Ty because that's something that he feels comfortable doing. Um, but – but I think, you know, we've always just tried to do what we do and, and maximize our strengths and minimize our weaknesses. Adding Centennial to this region, what does it mean for you to have a, a, a second uh, Williamson County brother or whatever you want to call them uh, on the schedule in the region? I mean, it's with you, Centennial and Page. What does it mean for you guys, um, you know, to add that? Well, I think it's on? exciting. You know, I think the atmospheres in Williamson County are, are second to none. And to be able to have one in our region um, to go be able to go over there and play in front of another great atmosphere is exciting for our kids. And then, you know, these kids, they all know each other and, and they, they talk. And I think it's fun for them to play against their buddies or people that they know. But, you know, again, it was fun to have Page uh, come into our region and kind of kind of give us a, a natural Williamson County rivalry. And, you know, maybe we can have the same with Centennial now. Uh, going back to Ty here, actually, we kind of touched on it a little bit, talking around it a little bit, but being, being that guy, can you talk a little bit about the, the pressures of, of kind of leading a team and, and taking over at quarterback? And, and what are, who are some of the guys that you've been uh, kind of meshing with that you're, looking to, you're going to be looking for the most, you think? Right. Um, I, think, I think one of our big guys this year, um, they're going to be uh, Jackson Rigdon, Oliver Bender, uh, Lance Smothern, obviously. Uh, I think those are going to be our, some of our top guys receivers. I be, for pressure-wise, I mean, it, it's football. I mean, I've been playing it since I was five years old. Um, obviously, you know, those first game jitters are always there. But, I mean, I think I just got to lead the team the best of my ability. Um, definitely, I just got to do, do my best as, as a football player. Uh, Logan Butts with the news, formerly the Williamson Island page. Uh, you guys had last year had a lot of guys that had a knack for the end zone or a nose for the football, seemed to really make big plays when they needed them. Is that something that's – taught or is that like an inherent skill you think amongst your team i think it's encouraged but i think it's an inherent skill um you know we had some really really uh good football players last year really kids that could you know take the top off the defense or maybe had a nose for the ball on defense but you know i think those those things are just kind of, kind of things that come come naturally to some kids and who on this team is that this year 
Well, I think you got to talk about uh, Zion Tamaska. Um, I think you can talk about Ty Collins. I think he's got an opportunity to really have a breakout season. Um, and then, you know, I mentioned all those guys in the mix of receiver. Um, Landon Smotherman is, you know, might be our best football player uh, as far as an all-around football player and in all three phases. So I think he's a guy that has a chance to, to, to have, some, have some big play potential for us. Um, but, yeah, I think – I think what we've seen in the in the seven on sevens and scrimmages is, you know, that was probably our concern. Like, how you, how are we going to replace all this production and, and all these kids that went to play, you know, Division One football? And and we've had guys step up, so I'm excited. Um, I think uh, I think Ty's excited about it, and I think our team's excited about it. So it's just a matter of getting those kids some live reps, um, trying to get them up to speed, and again, coaching them up, and then hopefully, you know, they go out there and they execute. All right, thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Coach Derek in Nowensville. All right, thank you all. Go Knights. We got Ravenwood High School coming up next. Coach Hester, six and five last year. First round at Germantown. Uh, not something we've been used to saying the past several years. Obviously had a pretty key injury at quarterback. Uh, I know Coach Hester's gonna try to maybe sell underdog and rebuilding and all that kind of stuff. But I know a lot of you guys are saying it's gonna be one of our better teams in 6A. Coach Hester, if you would. Introduce who you've got with you, and then give us some expectations for the season. We'll turn it over to the media. Coach Will Hester, Ravenwood High School. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Darren. Uh, to my left here, I have Jacob Thompson, number zero, played some tight end and nose guard for us. Has been a starter on the offensive line. every. He started every game at Ravenwood High School since he was a ninth grader, so uh, super impressive there. And to our right, we got Carter Pace, uh, running back, the running back, as some people would say, but – uh, Carter returning to that position from last year. Uh, Darren basically gave my expectation speech for us. Uh, 19 seniors at Ravenwood High School this year, the lowest senior number of seniors that we've ever had since I've been there, either stint. Uh, got large juniors and sophomore classes, so we will have some inexperienced guys out there on the field. Uh, we've got several guys battling out to be our quarterback right now, so it'll be interesting to see who wins that battle when it's all said and done. Uh, but we're excited. Uh, you know, it seems like we start this sport earlier and earlier every year. Hard to believe that we're in week two of preseason games. Uh, we have Father Ryan tomorrow, kind of a work day practice, and then we have CPA on Thursday. So I'd say the next five days will kind of tell the tale on where we are headed into the season. Hey, well, Tyler Palmer here with Main Street Preps. Uh, this is this topic has come up tonight. That Brentwood game falling on the on the last week of the regular season. What are your thoughts on playing that game at that at that time? I mean, I think it's kind of the natural time for a rivalry game. I think the state kind of did that on purpose. If you look across, you know, all the in-region uh, rivalry games are falling all week ten right now. The only disappointing thing for me is because of the rotating schedule. It's a Friday night game this week. 
uh, this year, but when we play them at home uh, the following year, it'll be a Thursday night game because of the even regions or the even classification. So a little disappointing to have a game that big on a Thursday night. We may petition and see if we can play it on Friday, but I mean, I know the way that the rule is written, but you know, you see, you know, whatever Auburn, Alabama, all these other games that kind of finish the season, the, the regular season, that's kind of fitting. Uh, there's been many years that that game's had implications on who would be first or second or, or where the playoff seating would be uh, in the region. So always good to, to have it at the end of the year. Jacob, do players care about stuff like that, like when the Brentwood game falls? I mean, does it make it more exciting to you? Do you care at all? Uh, to be honest, I um, it doesn't really matter. I just really want to play them. At the end of the day, it's just another football game, and we're going to do the best in our ability to try to beat Alabama. It will, for you, last thing for me, uh, if there was one high school football rule or policy that you could change, what would it be? We cheated a little bit on this when we were listening on the stream on oh, the way yeah, over. The words, so, got, the words got around. Yeah, the word has got around. So I agree a little bit with both Coach Stidham and Coach Stewart, right? Uh, I do think we need a dead period in high school athletics. Uh, I think, though, uh, having been in, a, in another state and seeing how they do things, I think that being right at the end of the previous school year uh, kind of is a good reset time, gets everybody away, and then you can come back. Uh, and then you leave it up to the individual programs on how they want to manage the 4th of July and things of that nature. Uh, but it, it's not a break in your conditioning weight program. I think the biggest concern for me is if we're starting this early, we need to do as good a job as we can at having the kids ready uh, when that comes. And if you take off 14 days and then turn around and then less than 14 days later, you're scrimmaging somebody, uh, you know, there could be some issues there. Uh, so that would be the only thing I would see different. You know, I think our state does a great job of making sure you could have multiple sport athletes and all the things that come along with you know, planning the schedule the way they have. Uh, but, you know, from a training physicality standpoint, you know, health of the, of the athlete, that would be the only reason I would petition for something like that. Thank you. Chris Bozen, Raptor Athletics Live. Coach, you said I couldn't ask a question, but, you know, we'll, we'll do it anyway. Uh, given what Jacob has meant on the offensive line the last three years, not only has he been a starter, but he's been – uh, the top lineman in, in the region. What gave you the confidence to be able to move him over to defense? And for Jacob, along with that, what has it been like for you moving to a, to a nose guard spot? Um, moving to nose guard, you know, is, is totally different than playing offense. And I just like uh, getting after my guys and playing defense has a lot more freedoms in the offense. And I'm excited for my guys to compete to the best ability that they can. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's a natural position for him. There's really a, a lot of similarities in the both. You know, we think that Jacob collegiately projects more on the defensive line than the offensive line because of, you know, the stature and build that he has. And uh, so we think we're trying to look out for his best interest by playing him over there. Uh, don't kid yourself. He's going to be in a lot of meaningful reps on the offensive side of the ball too. And, uh, and wearing that the great number zero that we've added uh, would be uh, mighty special to see him catch a pass or two maybe uh, and have a chance to have a one-on-one -on -one with the defensive back in the open field maybe. You mentioned this being a small senior class uh, down to 19, 20 guys. They were the freshmen who came in at the start of the pandemic. They lost uh, uh, practices and they lost some scrimmages and, and things like that. But those four years have gone by pretty quickly. I wondered from the players and, and from you, Coach, 
as we look back on that event being in our rearview mirror now, what it is, maybe how it's changed how you approach the game and appreciate it game to game that you get those games to play? All right, so I mean, I, honestly, I would think that, you know, being in the rearview mirror of the pandemic, you know, there was a lot of, I guess, opportunities and choices to get involved in other things, right? People were able to, uh, you know, experience other things more from an individual type standpoint. So I think, you know, the team sport area, you know, kind of lost its way. Uh, these guys both having been, uh, you know, in that group that are now seniors, right, kind of that COVID freshman year or whatever, you know, they could probably speak a little bit more to, you know, what it was like for them as athletes going through that. Uh, the um, COVID year, I mean, it was a little weird playing three games my freshman year and then just playing varsity the next season. I wasn't, it wasn't ready for it really, but it just ended up working out and you just, you know, you gotta do what's given to you, so. Uh, that COVID year, uh, I think it affected us a lot because we couldn't really bond with our teammates because we didn't have a lot of time together. And with games, we didn't know if they would get canceled or if we're still playing. And I just think that that year was just, it was just, it is what it is. Brad DeShield with the Dash to Sports Network covering Independence High School. Uh, Coach, talk about some of the other players. I know you've got like 20 seniors, which is a smaller class. Talk about some of your maybe sophomores and juniors that when, you know, on Friday night when I'm calling the game, you're saying, oh, this guy here, you're going to, you know, you need to watch him or he's going to be a player. And are there some players that are stepping up, maybe even as, as sophomores even? Yeah, I mean, we've had some guys that have, you know, shown elite athletic ability in other sports. Uh, Donovan Stars, a track athlete who went all the way to the state meet in the high jump. Uh, he's also run some pretty impressive times, you know, 10-7 in the 100 meters in track. Uh, as well as, you know, we, we GPS track all of our guys from a speed standpoint on a day-to-day -day basis in practice. Uh, there was a tweet put out today that Tyreek Hill, uh, over the course of the last several years, has been the fastest player in the NFL in-game, right? And his miles per hour is 23.2. Now that's playing helmets, shoulder pads, live action. Uh, you know, we've had a, a, a sophomore, well, junior now, Donovan Starr hit – 23 and some change in a helmet, no shoulder pads. Uh, and, you know, Ben Hubbard is another junior right behind him uh, in the 22 miles an hour range. So, you know, those are a couple of guys that have done really well on the track uh, field. And then you got Michael Holt, who's a sophomore of ours, uh, played first base, was an all-district baseball player this year for us as a ninth grader. Uh, now he's going to be thrusting some roles, you know, on the varsity football team. So, you know, we're super proud of our multi-sport athletes and, uh, those guys that have already excelled in other sports and now bringing that talent to the football field as well. Uh, well. This is for the players. Is there a particular team other than Brentwood, because that's obviously a rival, that you kind of like, oh, I want, I'm up for this game? Not, not that you're up for any one over another, but is there a team that you just really like to play in the conference? Oakland. Oakland? Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to be Oakland. Definitely want to beat them. I see that on your I see that on your schedule, game nine, I think, down there. Yeah. Right before Brentwood. It's a good game to get ready for Brentwood. Yes, sir. Absolutely. How about you? Um, I'm excited for Alcoa because just because of their reputation and what they stand for. Hey guys, uh, Charles with the Williamson Herald. Um first off, is there a, a story behind the number zero here? What what do we got there? Is that just something that's kind of been established and given to Jacob or what? 
Yeah, I mean, this is our first year with it. We added it this year. Uh, and, you know, why not give it to Jacob? Who A better person to have, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of, I think it fits, you know. Okay, all right, all right. Just curious. He didn't really have a choice. I, <laughs> I, I betrothed it to him or gave it to him. <laughs> well, uh, that kind of led right into a mention in Alcoa to kick things off here. What are we going to, I mean, I know we're starting off, we're, we've, we're already kind of understanding ourselves a little bit, but what are we going to see from this Ravenwood team? What are we going to learn from facing a really talented program like that right off the bat uh yeah it's gonna show really where we are like in the beginning of the season and where we have to improve so I mean we always done that the past couple years and I think it's just gonna help us improve for teams later on uh like I'm um, like Corporal Carter said it's kind of like a good test to see how the season is gonna play out for us if we can bounce back from adversity or if we can kick things off pretty good I mean, to me personally, I think the reason you have a preseason schedule, the reason you schedule tough out-of-region teams is you want to prepare yourself for the league best you can. And how better to do that other than to expose areas where you have to improve uh, and why not play the best that you can play? Uh, you know, these guys are, are you know, not guaranteed any number of games. You know, injury can take anything away. But, you know, if they're able to play through their season, why not schedule the 10 most memorable type games that you can schedule? Uh, so when they look back on this season, uh, after it's all said and done, they know that, you know, they compete against the best and they'll have a lot of great stories to tell come the 20th year class reunion. <laughs> uh, thinking, Carter, for example, thinking of last year and, and some of the things you've been able to do, some of those some of the great experiences you've already had, what are you most excited about coming into this year and what are some of the things that we might see that's a, a little different or what, are you, what have you improved on and worked on? Um, one thing that's going to be completely different is that there's not another high school season to look forward to. So definitely going to have to leave everything out and win a state, just, you know, just have bigger uh, expectations for the season because there's no, like, coming back. Um, working, I mean... I'm just working on my game always, so we'll see. Guys, Chris Brooks, 615 Preps. Uh, the way things developed last year with the injury situation, it kind of made sure that uh, the depth that you needed, the key spots, was important. Uh, how do you guys trying to build some more depth this season at quarterback and running back? Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before, we got several guys. We got four guys battling out right now. I think, you know, legitimately, we have three guys that could be the starting quarterback. So, uh, you know, obviously that was an area of need last year, and I think that we've improved that with three, you know, starter-level capable guys. Uh, you know, so, you, you know, you're never going to be deep enough on the offensive and defensive lines, high school football. Uh, we do have 109 players on our roster. Like I said, we've only got 19 or 20 seniors. So, you know, we've got a lot of underclassmen in the 10th and 11th grade class. So, you know, we've got a bunch of people that are still learning, still improving. So I think we're going to have depth. Will it be experienced depth? Maybe not. But uh, any time that you could run that many bodies out there, uh, it's a lot better than, than not knowing who the next guy that's going to go out there is going to be for sure. You mentioned that senior class. So it seems like every senior class has a different identity. What's this senior class's identity in your mind? I think it's a, a group of phenomenal leaders. You know, to be quite frank, there's going to be several guys that are seniors on our team that will not be on the field on Friday night. But they know their role. They know uh, what they provide to this team from a leadership perspective. They've kind of been there and done that. They know that the culture of this program is built through those guys that have poured their blood, sweat, and tears in it over time. And, uh, you know, those guys are proud to be a part of the program, even though some of them may, quite frankly, not be on the field. Carter, Jacob, you two want to add to that? Yeah, I mean, we just have to 
lead in every way too, like at school and just working out. I mean, juniors, sophomores, they look up more to you than you think, so. Yeah, I think just leading and supporting our young guys is probably the most important things, just to be there for them whenever, yeah. Uh, Tom Craig with the Tennessee and going to go back on back to, to Jersey number zero. Uh, Jacob, what was your reaction when when they uh, he bestowed you number zero and you might be the biggest player wearing number zero this year in the state? Well, I thought he was just messing around with me until yeah. I found it in my locker and, you know, just went on from there. What's I mean, that's a that's a number. A lot of skill guys want to wear when, when when you get it. What's did everyone else say? Hey, they wanted that number. I had a couple of guys come up to me and thought it was pretty cool, but yeah, it is what it is. Okay. And Tom, he, he may be our most skilled guy, so the right guy's wearing zero. Okay. Uh, Coach, uh, looking on your coaching staff, I see a very familiar name. Chris Rowland is on your staff or listed on there. What does he bring? And obviously, you know him well. You, he, he's, a, he's a Raptor. I mean, what does it mean to have him on your staff this year? Well, I mean, anytime that you can put a guy in the room who's still pretty young himself, right? Chris is. Uh, just finished up the season with the Philadelphia Stars of the USFL. Uh, so it's all season right now for him. He's rehabbing an injury, had uh, surgery for a Jones fracture. So, uh, you know, he's kind of rehabbing an injury. But, you know, I think these guys will be the first to tell you he's brought a little bit of energy to our group, a little bit of fire to our group. He's done a great job with our receiver group in, in the film room especially and kind of challenging those guys. And, you know, it's easy to he came in the other day and asked him if there was still some film of 2015 laying around. And he's like, I need to show these guys how the bubble is supposed to be run and some things like that. So, uh, obviously, having Chris around, a guy who uh, has been a part of some great teams at Ravenwood High School. And, you know, the rolling name carries a lot of weight around our place. And uh, anytime you can have a guy who's still in his career, still playing at the professional level, come back and mentor these guys, that's uh, pretty special. Last question for me. Is 6-6-A is – does that have as much parity as what everyone kind of kind of look, it looks like? I mean, it looks like it's going to be no clear favorites going into the season. I personally would say it's probably more parity than been in several years, to be quite honest. Uh, I think anybody can beat anybody on a given night. I think it's going to come down to the last week of the season. You know, if we remember correctly, what there's basically a four-way tie last year, right, coming into the last week of the season. So uh, it could be something very similar to that again this year. Uh, and, you know, quite frankly, why would you want it to be any different? You know, you want it to be uh, meaningful. You want it to have a lot of uh, uh, of umph behind it. And now that we're back to being Region 6 again and playing Region 5 in the playoffs, you know, there's a good chance you'll see some rematches along the playoff route as well. Your first four games are non-region games. Do you like the idea of how they've loaded up the uh, the region at the bottom or you wish they were kind of more spread out? I mean, it's it is what it is. I don't I don't get too caught up in it. Uh, you know, some of y'all have heard the story about how we scheduled the Alcoa game. Uh, we were uh, short a game, and we had put out there that we were looking for a week one game. And I got a text message on my phone from a number that I did not have saved that said, "I heard you're looking for a week one game. Do you want to play?" And my response was, "Yes, but who is this?" So it ended up being Brian Nix from Alcoa. So obviously, you know, we we're of the mindset that we'll play whoever, whenever, and you know, the schedule is what the schedule is. We'll take it as they come. Hi, uh, Scott Burton, 615 Preps. I have a question for Carter. Carter, did anybody consult you about moving Jacob to defense? Uh, I just learned about it actually this year, and I, I cried in my room after hearing that. So, no, it just happened. <laughs>
Any final questions for Ravenwood? Coach Hester, thank you. Good job, gentlemen. Thank you. All right, we'll finish up with Summit High School. We've got Coach Coleman, Summit High School next. Summit three and seven last year. Uh, Coach sat in here a year ago and said, hey, look, it's a different team. We had a pretty good run the past two years, 5A state champion, 6A state runner-up. Uh, he said he liked that team, but it is a young team without experience. We're sort of in that second year of that process, looking to forward to see what Coach Coleman says, gentlemen, if you'll sit on the ends, that'll be great. We'll get Coach in the middle as he makes his way up. Again, our final group, Coach Brian Coleman and Summit High School. Coach, as you come up, if you'll introduce who you've got with you and then talk about some expectations for the year. Coach Brian Coleman, thank you, gentlemen. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Last one, y'all ready to get out of here? <laughs> Last, but certainly not least, but to my right, I got Dominic Hollis, uh, returning senior running back this year. Uh, did a great job for us last year. Did a great job for us his whole high school career, basically. Uh, uh, going to be our workhorse this year, no doubt about that. I could tell everybody that. It doesn't matter. Uh, it's going to go through him for sure this year. So uh, he's prepared for that. He's lifted. He's worked his butt off to, uh, to be ready for that load. So excited for the things he's going to do this year. Colin, Colin Kemford right here to my left. Started tackle last year. He's the uh, one of one of the two starting offensive line we have coming back. Colin started tackle last year. This year he moves to center, uh, and that's his true position. Uh, also worked his tail off this offseason uh, and has by far our best offensive line right now and the leader of our offensive line. Uh, really proud of the offensive line. He's brought them together. Uh, it's a fun group to coach right now. I'm really excited about their progress and uh, really excited about how they're going to do this year uh, uh, about the season just trying to improve from last year last year we had kind of a down year so just trying to get better than last year uh, week by week had a few going to have a few tough scrimmages to see where we're at um, but like coach Hester said I mean you want to scrimmage and play the best out of region it just get you ready for the region the region game so that's where we're at scrimmage to Riverdale last week have CPA tomorrow and then we end with Tullahoma so uh, Got some good games, some good teams we're going to play. Hey, Brian, I was just curious. Uh, sorry to hit you with this right off the bat, but if you could change one high school football rule, uh, what would that be? One high school football rule. I would say the timing of dead period. I don't like the timing of it. It seems like it's right in the middle of we're getting going and we have to shut it down for two weeks. Uh, you know, the kind of getting the guys in shape acclimated to the heat, doing our seven-on-sevens, and then all of a sudden two weeks, you kind of let them go, uh, for lack of better. I know they, some of them, all of them they, we tell them to work. They can find places to go and work. But, uh, you know, it's not the same with the helmets on with your teammates. So maybe the timing of it, maybe those two weeks right after people finish school, maybe the last two weeks of May, first two weeks of June, something like that. I mean, I'm okay with the dead period, but I think the timing of it kind of stinks for football. Okay. Thanks, Coach. Hey, guys, uh, Charles with the uh, Williamson Herald. Starting off, I mean, 
uh, Dominic, right away, coach puts you out there. We all know it too. It seems like we've been watching you play for eight years here already. What's it, what's it like coming into a senior year, knowing that, uh, like he said, it's, you're going to be the guy. Uh, I mean, it went a lot faster than I thought it was. I mean, it felt like yesterday I was a sophomore playing with the twins and, uh, just having them guys to look up to. And, uh, I don't know. It's not, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, I've been last year. I mean, I was, I was, uh, getting a lot of the carries too. So, I mean, I, this year I'm just, uh, just trying to have a better year than I did last year. Just trying to improve. Uh, I feel like that's always a goal, even with the team. I think we need to improve in a lot of ways, like coach said, um, and uh, yeah, just trying to be a better player and uh, make it to the next level and do all the things I need to do this year to make it that to make it to that place. Colin, coach uh, mentioned your transition there a little bit. Talk about your role and what you're trying to provide there for that offensive line. Um, just, I feel like it's very important for the O line to be unified. So we're, this year we're trying to just make, you know, I'm sure everybody trusts each other to do each other's job and you know make sure everybody's got their blocking assignments down. Coach, do you mind uh, introducing some of the other guys we're going to be hearing a lot about and seeing a lot and, and some of the guys you're kind of excited about, maybe new faces, fresh guys like that? Yeah, uh, returning uh, safety Garrett Dean, he's also going to play a lot of H-back uh, and Z-back for us on offense. Uh, Garrett was also the starting safety last year. Uh, Ian McCarthy was our starting right guard. He'll be returning. Uh, look for a lot of big things for him. Uh, the rest of the offensive line, man, uh, we're really, I mean, Christian Ontiveros did not play football last year, had a bad knee injury, uh, had a, actually had a car wreck and uh, couldn't play football last year. So Christian is going to be our starting left guard. Uh, and then uh, a right tackle, Jackson Ozier, he's a first-year starter. I mean, he just worked his tail off throughout the offseason, actually was in your weightlifting group. So they, they paired up and, and really pushed each other. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it, for, to him. Uh, Let's see. Sam Sloan didn't play football last year. He, he sat out for baseball, really, really missed it. Tried to come back about week five, and I was like, you know, I think it's too late. Just come back next year. So he's very hungry to play out his senior year, uh, starting middle linebacker and uh, probably the backup quarterback for now because he has played a lot of summer baseball, so he's a little bit behind offensively. Uh, the starting quarterback will go with Mason McElhaney. He uh, some seven-on-seven stuff, so he was really – uh, behind last year, so he didn't play much at all last year. So we'll go with him as a starting quarterback. He's had a pretty good offseason, had a good spring. It's really hard to gauge uh, how well he could do in scrimmages because we, he, he's going to run the ball. He's a runner, and our offense, is, we're, our quarterback's going to run the ball. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we're not making any secret about that. So uh, the, for me and for the coaching staff is how much do we run him in scrimmages? We really don't want him to get hurt, but that is part of our game and part of his game. Uh, he needs to be hit, you know, a little bit, but uh, really don't want to get him get him hurt or beat too beat up. So that's what we're kind of going through right now. Uh, how much do we run him in scrimmages before we cut him loose against Spring Hill? One more for me, Coach. Uh, kind of piggybacking off a question my, my friend Dana here says often too, but thinking about the start of the year, the end of the year, working right now, what do you need to do now to find that success maybe later in October? What are some of those things that you're most uh, focused on? Just week by week to get better, I'd say. Uh, just keep getting better. No steps back. Uh, you know, we're only start. We're only returning two or three on offense and two or three on defense again. So uh, those guys just have to gel. Our offensive line has to gel. The defense has to gel together, and we need to do it quickly. We've got a couple 
two or three really good non-region games, and, and I think Franklin's our first region game or Brentwood, so we've got to get better quick before we get in that region game because it's going to be a tight region, a very, very good region, so uh, can't afford to drop one early. Brad DeShield, Asha Sports Network, covering Indy Sports. Um, Coach, looking at your schedule, going through that a little bit, uh, you you got some tough games there. You got Centennial early, Green Hill, Blackman. Uh, of course, Ravenwood is a, a divisional game, but then you have that Nolansville game sitting there right before Independence at the end of the year. And then talk about the Indy game. That game has always been at least mid. And I I remember when I first started calling, it was an opening game. Talk about that difference. How. Again, it's the rivalry, the way TSSAA is setting that up. Maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I'm not hating it. I kind of like it. I mean, for the, me and you spoke earlier, for the past two years, we've been first. Right. And first game, you really don't know what you have. You don't know your team identity. You really don't know. I mean, yeah, you've got the scrimmages, but you really don't know what you're about yet. I mean, I mean, your coaching staff, you want to say, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. But sometimes you, if a good coaching staff, you kind of have to go along with what your players are good at. I mean, right. what's Dom good at? What's our quarterback good at? What are, is our offensive line good at this or good at that? What's our defense? What's their, what are they hanging their hats on? So, yeah, it's kind of rough playing on week one. It was fun. I'm like, I'm gonna like the last week a whole lot better. Uh, and then the non-region schedule you said, I mean, I don't, you don't really want to play sisters if you want to say that word. Uh, you want to get better. I mean, right. the region's good. I mean, it's not going to do us any good to go beat a 2A team 49 to nothing. Just we don't get better. So let's be competitive. Let's play the let's play the Blackmans and the Green Hills. And you know, of course, Spring Hills a rivalry game, so we're always going to play that each year. Right. Uh, so I mean, Nolansville is an in-county game. There. So I mean, you want to and we want to play good programs. I mean, I think that makes our program better. We're scrimmaging good programs. We want to play good programs that are non-region. I just feel like that makes us better as a team. To Dominic and uh, also to Colin, what do you want to leave as seniors this year for the team? I mean, you know, you're you're kind of coming back after a three and seven year. You're used to winning. I mean, you've been to state, so you've seen that side, and then you've seen the other side. What what do you guys want to bring to this team to make it better this year? Uh, I think I just want to leave a, a winning mindset in a lot of in our team because I mean, after last year. Um, you know, so many people, you know, just get down early, get down quick. And uh, I just want our team, for the people, like, when I'm leaving and our senior class is leaving, to have a winning mindset. Like, we know we're a winning school. We're going to – like, we're going into the game knowing we're going to win. Like, and I think that's, that's, that's very important to, to actually go in there and do it because, I mean, if you don't have that mindset, like, it's not going to happen. So, I think that's like, the most important thing I want to leave and even bring to the team this year uh, and make sure that we make it to where we want to be. Yeah, and furthering off what Dom said, that, that winning mindset and just that sense of like, hey, I'm, I got your blog, I got you, you know, I'm going to help you out when you need it, you know, just that, just like I said before, that sense of unity and you know, the brotherhood. Uh, Chris Bozen with Raptor Athletics Live covering Ravenwood back here in the back. Uh, Coach, a couple years ago when you had those successful runs, the Wade twins were kind of the face of that, but what I remember most is you had an offensive line that had been together forever. Can you talk a little bit about how challenging that is? We've had a lot of teams in here tonight sound like they've got first-year starters on that line and guys that haven't been together a long time. How big of a difference does that make, and how do you get them up to speed in one year? Yeah, it's, it's tough. It, it is tough. And in, in the gelling, the cohesiveness, the, the togetherness of the offensive line, I believe is huge. I mean, that's where – 
any good team is going to start is the offensive line. Offensive line, defensive line. I mean, if the offensive line can make holes, we can run through them. Does that make sense? I know Dom's a great running back, you know, but, I mean, if they're making holes, anybody can run through them and just – and it, it's just where it starts. It starts up the middle. So, it's tough uh, to having younger guys, but – do they do they do they complement each other? Are they good together? I mean, I'm okay with a sophomore there. It's okay if they're young a little bit, sprinkled in there. Does that make sense? You need a couple seniors that that know what they're doing and and have drive and uh, can get them going and and can coach each other up and make the checks and and know what you want to do. I love talking to the offensive line like after a series. Like, okay, did you get your check? No, sir, I didn't get it, but I know I. I know this, this, this. It's fun to talk to guys, high school players, that get it. Does that make sense? It's fun to, that they know what they're talking about, that they're confident in what they do. Uh, it's just that it makes it so much more fun to coach. So, with, to answer your question, to get that sophomore ready to go is kind of tough. I mean, it takes a lot of mental reps. It takes a lot of film study. It takes a lot more than just on-the-field time. But that on-the-field time is also important. I'll kind of piggyback off of that. Colin, in your role, can you talk about what, you're, what you've been trying to do to really help push everyone along on that front? Uh, I know this, this year we, uh, we had a Lyman group chat. We've been trying to get out, you know, get to Waffle House, Chick-fil-A, you know, Lyman meals. Um, obviously, like in the weight room, we're always pushing each other, you know, making, you know, making jokes, trying to hype each other up, but also, also letting each other know that, like we, got, like, we got your back. Like, as a center, you know, I, like, there's like um, I team with the guards a lot, you know, so it's making sure that we we're both cool and we got each other's blocks. And, you know, if I can't get this, he's going to get this and, you know, just stuff like that. Once again, coach, one of the things we've had a lot of conversation about is the parody in the league and, and just what what it's like being a part of this region here a little bit. Can you kind of give us your your take and your thoughts on uh, on this season with uh, with the, the same group and we got? Man, it's fun. It's fun because how well the kids are coached. Uh, I believe the coaching staffs of Williams County, there's, there's very few better than that. And if they are, they're probably in Rutherford and they're winning state championships. But the Williams County coaching staffs are awesome. The kids are great. Uh, the crowds are great. I mean, everything that goes along with this Williamson County group as far as the fans and the and the cheer squads and and the and the our summit squad and everybody's got their squad and it's just everything that goes into it is just so much fun and uh it's a tough region man i mean everybody reloads so fast uh just because of the kids that quality kids that you have uh so it's it's fun tough but fun also i mean this is where you want to be i mean if you're a good coach this is where you want to be just to uh just to see how good you can go how, how good you, how, how good are you Coach Chris Brooks, 615. Perhaps we see a lot of times that senior classes develop an identity. Um, how would you characterize this senior class? Hardworking uh, first. I mean, hardworking. They've, they've really worked their tails off since two weeks, the two weeks we had to take off after we lost, lost, lost our last game. So you're talking December. They've really worked their tails off. Uh, we talk a lot about pride. We talk, like Dom said, you know, how are you going to leave? How's your senior class going to leave this program? Uh, what kind of senior class are you going to be known as? So I think they've really worked hard. Uh, I've enjoyed this class. I really have. I've enjoyed coaching them. So, um, you know, 
it's it's fun to see what they're going to do. Dominic, Colin, this is for you guys. Um, how do you feel like your roles are within that senior class? I feel like we're all just, you know, trying to trying to do our best to get a, have a better season this year. I know that's I've talked to a lot of guys on the team, you know, graduating seniors that are they weren't too happy with last year. Obviously, weren't too happy with last year's record, and they did like we all sat together. We were like, we're definitely going to change the outcome this year. Um, I just think, uh, you know, we I got to be a leader. I know, I know, Kemper, We all have to. We have to have leaders on the team. Like any good team is gonna have leaders who build their team up and uh, make sure that everybody's doing what they need to do. And I know me being a running back, I want my linemen to, you know, oh, we gotta protect Dom. Like we can't let nobody touch Dom. And I know before the first game, I'm getting my lineman candy. I know I'm doing that. Whatever the, whatever candy they want, they, they gonna get it. So so they so they know that oh I got this dude. He treating me right, so I'm gonna treat him right by you know blocking it up. Sounds like you need a Waffle House tab. <laughs> oh Waffle House. I, don't know. I might be a little bit too. I'm gonna hold you to that, Don. <laughs> hey, I got you. I got you. 250 yards a game. That'll get you a free meal, right? Hey, yeah, free <laughs> meal, free meal. Any over a game, 300 yards or more. That's free meal. Which anything you want. Coach, the last couple of years we've sat here looking at the schedule where you had like five straight road games or five straight home games. It's a little more normal this year. You feel better about that? Yeah, we do. I mean, with the, the two years before that, we were pretty good. It was hard to get a schedule, period. So we had to take what we could get. And then this year we finally could, could mix it up a little bit and work the home and away type stuff. Uh, but I tell you what, making a schedule, that couple of days is tough, man. Coaches are calling each other and turning each other down. And man, what? Let's do this. Let's do this week. What about? I got to. I need a home game. That's what y'all need to do. A video of these coaches go to their house and their home and sit at their dinner table and and listen to them for an hour right as soon as they open it up because it's crazy. It's crazy. It's fun, but I mean, it's it's just tough getting a schedule. Sometimes you take what you can get. Thank you, Coach Coleman. Appreciate it. Good job, guys. Good job, gentlemen. Thank you. Tate, if you'll come on up, we'll finish up here. Tate, we can officially start the 23-24 school year now that we have football media day in the books. It's official, and uh, these guys got me fired up. Pretty cool to see a full room of media members here. I think I counted 12, 13. It may be our biggest crowd. That's pretty awesome. That we've man. had. We're uh, here from the beginning to the end. Very cool. Well, and like we said, you can't have media day without members of the media here. That's right. So we appreciate them being here. You know, something we probably take for granted a little bit, and I know we joke about this some. We've joked with Coach Stewart. When he first got here about all his obligations he'll have now, he and I were joking about that the other day. It's pretty special. 
They come out here. It's a very busy time for them. Uh, they bring their players out here. So I certainly appreciate all of them. And I'm always so impressed. I, I think about myself at 16, 17, 18, and the way they get up here, this is not – I mean, this is not easy, and they just do a great job. So proud of them. It's my favorite part about all the events that we have is the, the young people and how they handle being asked questions like that. I, I wouldn't have been able to do it when I was 16, 17, 18, so pretty cool. Uh, Coach Stewart, he, he's real bashful, isn't he? He's, he's not going to give you an he's honest great. answer, is he? He's great. I noticed that uh, the number of questions for him, it was a lot. Obviously, he's new here, but I think you just get excited listening to him and talking to him, and I, I can't wait to watch their team this year. I also want to thank our OTL group. Speaking of students who go out and do their thing, uh, they're here tonight. We mentioned them earlier. Aaron, Rhea, Luke, Anna Ray, all here helping us, so we certainly appreciate them. The folks at the factory, DP, the folks here. Also, uh, Dave Story and the, the group at uh, the crew at Mojo's. It's a great place to have this event. A lot cooler in here this year for those that were here last year, so we're happy about that. Certainly, Walker, Chevrolet, Brock Daly, Matthews Team Sport and Sports and Adidas. Appreciate you guys and uh, Brock. And without Brock, we don't do this. Mr. Daly. And Copy Solutions. Of course, Copy Solutions. So, I learned something new tonight about Mojo's. What was that? They have French fries. I, I saw you trying those. How they're, were they? Did anybody try them? Yeah, they they're, were good. They're really good. They were good. Next time you're here, get French fries. Last but not least, I want to mention uh, WCTV. Lance, for being here. Appreciate that. And we had some coaches, Lance, who mentioned to me that they were listening on the way in. They were talking about the clarity of the production. So we certainly appreciate that. So thank you. Tate, any final thoughts about any, any changes in our predictions uh, that we had before? I want to give you a chance to maybe change some of the things you were saying earlier. Well, but. you're talking about pay, uh, Franklin. No, I'm still saying two to three. They're going to end up two to three. Uh, Page and Centennial. I know you're starting to, you're starting to get on the Centennial train. I can feel it. I'm getting I'm sticking on with Page. I like Page. I like Page. Uh, and yeah, I'll say I think Brentwood finishes one. So you think it's Page, Centennial, Nolansville in the five A league? No, James. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, Page, <laughs> Centennial, Nolansville. Okay, and then in the six A league, you're going Brentwood one. I'm going Ravenwood one. And we're going, we're switching. And then I'll for, go Ravenwood, Franklin. I'm going Indy is three. Okay. And then four, I think it's a toss-up, Summit and Franklin. So who you're saying Summit's – Summit Indy game. It comes down to the Summit Indy game. The winner of that game advances. I, I'm glad. Don't be talking – Summit's still here, so you could get in trouble. Uh, Dash is out there somewhere. <laughs> again, appreciate you guys joining us. Thank you again, WCTV, for the live stream. We'll see you next time for Sports Connection. We'll have that starting here in a couple couple weeks, Tate, so I'm excited about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ms. Hester, Mr. Pace, they're very excited. They can't wait. Mom and Dad joins. They'll be there. They'll be listening, as always, and our friends in Gallatin. Always. Always. Again, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Sports Connection.